0: I wish I knew what people were thinking about me.
1: I wish I was a hop a hippo hip Hip hopopotamus hopopotamus for Christmas (laughs) (laughs) but we're not here to mince words and uh, turn words into mince meat Ah. but we're here uh, just to remind you all that if you haven't already we would very much appreciate it if you could leave us a review on Apple podcasts of
0: LA Meekly your favorite show your absolute favorite show you don't even listen to anything else anymore because everything else is trash when you listen to us and go ahead and put that in the review it helps us look more legitimate it gets us
1: higher up on it rankings or rating we're going to the top of the pops with your health. so if we could just get if you have an iphone you could just open your podcast app and leave it that way and uh thank you
0: thank you apotamus You never look ready. I count us in every single time since like episode maybe 40. I've counted us in. And every time I'll go like, okay, you know, three, two, one. And you're just like, what?
1: When are we starting? I don't know if I've ever brought it up to you, but nothing makes me more nervous than a countdown. (laughs) Every
0: New Year's, I start the day terrified.
1: I'm not just your monkey who can dance for you at the count of three, two, one. I
0: mean, sure. Sure, if you throw peanuts at me and count a certain number, I will dance.
1: Just because I'm wearing this little fez today. (laughs) And yes, I brought my friend Giuseppe and his accordion. But that was a fluke, Greg. I'm not your monkey that will dance for
0: peanuts. But do you have any? Do you have... One of my questions, my second question, though, is do you have And can I have some of that? And what do I need to do to do it? And did I mention I dance very well? <laughs>
1: and did I mention that I just watched River Dance as well? So welcome into the June gloom. gloom. No, no, it's the June Gloon. No, 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 the month is June. <laughs> We're the two stupidest people um in Los Angeles and we're trying to outsmart each other.
0: Look, it's like spy versus spy but just our mouths <laughs> trying to outstupid each other. And it's neck neck to, neck to neck.
1: Neck to neck.
0: What is it? Neck and neck. What? Neck and neck, not neck to neck.
1: Neck to neck is what we do after the recordings. Day. Right, right. Neck to neck makes more sense in a yeah. race. Neptune's Net is a restaurant in Malibu. This this is enough. Please <laughs> Well, it's June. Yeah, it's June. It's the month of gloon. (laughs) The primary election is in a few days. And we just wanted to let people know that if you aren't aware that the primary election for the mayor works this way, that if one candidate gets over 50% of the vote, they win automatically. So we just want to remind all of you to not let that happen for someone who founded the Grove.
0: And whoever that person is, they don't sound like a great person. He doesn't. And unfortunately- They don't. They don't. You're right. They 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 don't. Uh, And they have the most recognizable name on the ticket right now. And they spend
1: a lot of money. And sure, they... uh, We're not naming names, but just... So the thing is, anybody else you vote for is a vote he's not getting Mm -hmm. or they are not getting. They're not getting. Uh, So just
0: make sure that he does not win uh, outright. There's not a lot of great names out there going for that thing from what I hear. Nothing's going great right now, but not him.
1: Even if you write in for Ted Danson's character on Mr. Mayor, it's one less vote away from, let's just say it, Mr. Grove. <laughs> 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 I, I just wanted to say that because I don't think people are aware of that because I was not aware of that yeah. that he could win, they could win immediately in this election yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. which would be devastating to yeah, progress. Yeah. Uh, of which we have little. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, now that we've brought it down to something uh, serious that we don't normally do. We don't no, normally we're not, we're not. endorse political... Case, except for the time that we came out for for Dewey. We were really vocal supporting Dewey. We held that newspaper. I think someone took a picture Yeah, yeah Dewey yeah. defeated Truman and mm-hmm. boy, were we happy. We were so happy. The one time we go out on a limb. But look, we made it to the opening credits of Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it was all... Knows my name. Uh, <laughs> look, before we get into June glue the month yeah. of June,
0: uh, let's talk about what something we did in the past month of May. My beautiful girlfriend I had her birthday this month, so I had to go get her something. And I, I was looking- <laughs> Had to. I was, sorry. I was looking for something very specifically. Oh, by the way,
1: before before you say something really sweet, you're not, have you seen the trailers for that new movie,
0: Men? That's yeah, yeah out? I do the same thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. And also, the guy in the poster looks exactly like Paul Tompkins. But yeah, I just <laughs> I skipped right out past that stuff. I, I was watching the trailer not knowing what it was called. Uh, I just like, what's her name a lot? Um, uh, Woman. Buckley. Jesse Buckley. I like, I, she's great. And I'm just watching a trailer, Jesse Buckley. It's 824. And then the word men comes up at the end. And I out loud were like, man. If ever there was a time where I was going
1: to try to say something funny in a movie theater, (laughs) I would have done it then. But also, did you see my viral video of the stand-up I did at the... AM sixteen at Burbank.
0: <laughs> I did the other one, the more underground one by the parking lot. That's where I did my stand-up special at. Somebody should do a stand-up special uh, there.
1: No, everyone talks about that, but us at the AMC six in Burbank <laughs> can't get any attention.
0: So I was looking for a gift from my girlfriend, and I had to go to an antique store to try to find this whatever. And I wound up at the King. A blackface
1: doll. That's what you're looking for.
0: You could why are you ashamed to say that? <laughs> it's history. It's American history. Um and I ended up going to a place that I kind of had read about a couple times, but I had never gone there before called the King. Richard Antique Center in Whittier. It is mind-blowingly big. It, it is like House of Leaves big where it's like... What is House of Leaves? House of Leaves is a book about... It, it, it's about a lot of things but the one of the inner stories of it is a, a house that's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Like when you go inside the rooms just keep adding and adding and adding and Wait, adding. Wait,
1: so it's bigger than it is on the outside?
0: No, it's, bigger than it bigger is on inside. It's bigger inside than it looks outside. Okay, so it's um, like... And I've only half read that book. It's, uh, so what, it's like Willy Wonka's factory? Yeah, yeah, yeah the chocolate room I parked and I looked at it and I'm like okay I know how big this is and you go inside you're like oh no oh no no I don't how long have I been walking for where did the sun go uh, it's night now <laughs> you're the antique <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're gonna start selling me how much for this uh, but there's like a, a downstairs and upstairs and then the main floor and the main floor is pretty it's big upstairs downstairs situation yeah I don't know what that means um, it's a show that's basically
1: Downton Abbey is it Downton Abbey um, no, it's downtown. It's upstairs. It's, da- and, it's upstairs, 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 upstairs. Downtown.
0: <laughs> Massive. That's where I was sending you pictures. I don't know if I sent you a picture of an Austin Powers cutout. Yes, you did. And a Yoda that was scrunched up. <laughs> but it was it was great. I found it, I found something really nice what an there. Antique. What an antique! <laughs> I feel like every antique store I go to now for the last two years, uh, I've been finding toy six shooters. And Uh every time I I carry one around for maybe like 10 minutes, like I'm going to get it. And I always put it back. That was the closest I ever come to like, I'm just going to buy a $30 toy from the 70s of a six (laughs) shooter, a Lone Ranger's six shooter. But yeah, Whittier King Richard Antique Center. If you like antique stores, that's that's the biggest one I've ever been to. What'd you do? Okay, so you always talk about,
1: is it going to be food? Is Daniel (laughs) going to talk about food? My name's (laughs) Greg and I don't eat food.
0: So anyways, I went to sleep. Uh, That was my thing I did this month because I wasn't eating. My thing of the month is the 40
1: pounds I lost from not eating from the food shame Greg gave me.
0: My thing, it's not a
1: restaurant... It's a website about restaurants. <laughs>
0: it's called TripAdvisor. Oh.
1: <laughs> I found this just on a fluke. I think it's been around a while, but the whoever's running this just like awoke from their slumber. <laughs> but it's called eattheworldla.com or on Twitter at EatTheWorldLA, and they they have a map because in our apartment you've seen our scratch map. Yeah, that I, I decorate know. with vampire wings. The world, a vampire, the world yeah. is a vampire. the scratch map is a vampire <laughs> uh, every Halloween. It, it like scratch. We could scratch off the countries and it like. It gets colorful. So for each country whose food we've had, we scratch off the thing. Right. And we're like, well, how are we ever going to find a place that has food from Madagascar or right. something? Aside from the the I like to move it, move it guy's right. house who eats lemurs. Uh, <laughs> he
0: made it so he can afford to buy lemurs and eat them. That's why he made it. He got Madagascar. rich
1: on lemur meat before he wrote that song. This website has a map that shows you like a country's flag of all of Los Angeles. Whoa. So you can find food from any country on this map in los angeles that's pretty so it's really cool like i found uh haitian restaurants and there's apparently a bunch of samoan restaurants wow. in the south bay and i had no idea uh, are you speaking of the girl scout cookies <laughs> oh no that's oh, culturally no. insensitive
0: oh no this whole restaurant just serves those cookies which i would also be into <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not poo-pooing that
1: poo-poo platter, poo-poo platter that might be something they have i know they have it in hawaii which is not the same it's really cool and it, it'll you can name a country don't say, um, Canada. I knew you were going to say Canada. I knew you were going <laughs> to say Canada. I will make you some Canadian food if that's what you want. You want poutine? I'll get you poutine. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Poutine Oh,
1: <laughs> sorry. Whatever country you come yeah. at, like uh, many countries in Africa, they have, which you would not imagine like, oh, I can find a food from, uh, Eritrea anywhere, anywhere. And you can find it. Eat the Eat world. The world. LA. It's really cool. That sounds great. I'm I, very excited about I, it.
0: I do have moments where I'm like, uh, I, I wonder what that country's foods like. I, Canada? and then, it, and then I think of if, if I'm literally in line at fast food, I'll think like, what do they eat? What is their main cuisine? What
1: is a del taco? <laughs> but yeah, it's it's an exciting new tool in my bookmarks bar on my computer.
0: I'm just glad it wasn't food related. I'm just glad that you're expanding <laughs> eat more from than of your them belt. Yet. <laughs> I'm expanding my belt. Is that what you said? Expanding more than your belt. So we'll, we're going to do a listener question at the end. So let's okay.
1: explain what this episode is going to be okay. for Joom Gloom.
0: Joom Joom Gloom. Yeah.
1: This is you know once a year we do sort of a free form ish. Freeform for Greg, I uh, put a lot of structure into it. Yeah, but you don't do anything Freeform. The Freeform channel is done because of me because I tried to instill rules on it.
0: Hey guys, you want to come over? Uh, we're going to practice our jam session we're having on Saturday. We're going to practice our jam session that we're going to have on Saturday.
1: I wrote out the notes for the jam session. <laughs> Here's the sheet music for, t- for this weekend's jam session. So for this one, yeah, we wanted to do like a, a lighter sort of yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although, well, if you look at mine yeah, notes, not don't, really.
0: I, Daniel's idea of lighter is very uh, different than mine. Have seven pages, but <laughs> I, I was thinking now that the weather started to clear up, and although COVID is still uh, people, a lot of people are still getting COVID, but because we all it's have shots, again. you know, a lot of people are getting more adventurous. And if you're one of those people who feels like you can safely be adventurous, we want to do an episode about. Day trips. Day trips. If, if you're in LA and you want to take a day trip somewhere, go somewhere and then come back the same day. There are some places that, you know, they're nice they're surrounding LA. And other than like, you know, we didn't do big cities like San Francisco or San Diego, which yeah, are yeah, within yeah. our reach, but those are cities that you want to stay in and do a lot of stuff. We, we didn't do San Diego. Wait, no. did you say San Diego. San Diego. <laughs>
1: That was the second thing you said, wasn't it? Because I heard you say San Francisco, and then I blacked out.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I, we, <laughs> we didn't really concentrate on San Diego, although the surfliner that we're going to cover does uh, start really there. i going to spoil
1: this? They don't care. Um, they're already listening. <laughs> we <laughs> can't lose them this far in, Greg.
0: We also nixed wine country, because you're probably going to get drunk and stay the night there and not well, drive we, back. We, 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 we did Paso... some places. Oh. Paso Robles is... Um, <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to lose <laughs> them. I
1: mean, now they know two of them. Why are they going to listen? <laughs> Day trips from LA, with the exception of one that you told me weeks ago, the name name of this place. And I was like, okay, if conf- you think so. And I then I today you're like, it. oh, I meant this place. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we're still going to do both because yeah. technically it could be done in a it day. It could
0: be done in a very
1: stressful day. Now, if you fly to Australia, <laughs> <laughs> the flight is only 14 hours. But uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking about day trips. And here's my angle on this episode because yep. you're going to cover like how far it is, things you can do there. Yep. I'm going to try to lay claim in the name of Los Angeles. I have these little Los Angeles flags I brought. I want to try to lay claim in the name of Los Angeles that this place would not exist or be what it is without Los Angeles. Okay.
0: Well, you're going to go the arrogant angle. That's good. That's really good. You already spoiled
1: it. You want to start with the Surfliner? Let's talk about the Surfliner. Okay, how do you want to do this? Do you want me to give my history
0: of the place first? Uh, let, let me give you some ge- general information. The Surfliner is a uh, Amtrak mm, train okay. that'll take you up the coast from San Diego Stepping to San Luis Obispo. I the surfliner, I've taken it from Union Station to San Diego to Old Town San Diego before. It's a it's a two and a half hour or maybe three hour trip, which is very nice. We you know walk around Old Town and you go to the Cosmopolitan Hotel and then you can get oh. drunk and just walk around Old Town. And it's really great. I've taken the surfliner to Chico before, which was a really bad move because it's sixteen hours because it drops you off at San Luis Obispo. You take a train to something else. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, it, it's actually 8.5 hours. Um, it drops you off in uh, the Old Town Historic District of San Luis Obispo, which includes a railroad museum, which is pretty cool.
1: We didn't cover San Luis Obispo in this episode, no, but, but that's a nice place also. Like the Madonna Inn is nearby, although if you're well, taking right. the train, you're, the Madonna Inn is not... not, not the no, train is not taking you to no, the Madonna Inn, no. but San Luis Obispo has a lot of fun things. To, it's, a, it's a really good sort of overlooked weekend spot, oh, yeah. I would say. Wouldn't What's it like?
0: Think? I've never been there. I've only gone through on the uh, train at... Uh, Eleven o'clock at night. So that's oh, the
1: best time to be there. <laughs> uh, I only took the train to the Madonna. Inn. I took the Madonna Express, <laughs> Madonna. the Like a Virgin <laughs> Express.
0: <laughs> yeah, Madonna ends another quick spot you can go to. We uh, we also didn't cover Hearst Castle, which is. I I, I kind of wrote but, it down,
1: but Hearst Castle is, is that's a whole thing. That's a whole thing. But it's you know it's like a little town. Like there's antique stores. Yeah. Uh, I remember last time I was there. It's been a while, but they had a. It might have been part of an antique store, but it might have been a video game store that sold a bunch of like older games okay, like, yeah. that work so we, I got oh, like wow. a GameCube uh, we got Resident Evil on GameCube <laughs> that we could play it was too, it's too scary to play but um, <laughs> why did I even bring that out I'm gonna have nightmares tonight now ooh what a scary place San Luis Obispo
0: <laughs> why, why didn't GameCube sell itself as being like a Pandora's box full of like I, there
1: must have been either an ad in Nintendo Magazine right. or a commercial where like they opened it up and it, Mario yeah Luigi's Mario comes Ghost out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, a disclaimer at the end we do not have a Ghostbusters video
0: game <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta get a Sega. Damn it. <laughs> Sega. The Surfliner is a fantastic ride. I've taken it going north at night. So it's like just one side of it. You just see the void of yeah. uh, the ocean. But going south, I've taken several times and it's...
1: <laughs> you get to the, the void of the inland.
0: <laughs> but it, it's beautiful. The void of Camp Pendleton. When you get to San Clemente, the train runs along. You're like there's a parking uh, you're lot. on the, the water. Tra- yeah, you're on the water. Yeah. The, there's the, the the sand is right to your right and then the ocean's right there. So it's gorgeous. It's, it's, a,
1: it's a real... I, I did the same thing. I took it from Old Town San Diego to Union Station. All right, once, okay. And but it was nighttime also. But yeah, it's it's like, look, let me just tell you. Oh yeah, the, please. Let me, let me give you the facts. You give me the facts. If everybody had a railroad across the USA, <laughs> that's why I wanted to do this first. Uh, <laughs> they do, but so do we. So the Pacific Surfliner. This is why I got to get the. It makes no sense to do this in the middle of a conversation <laughs> about it. It makes perfect sense at the beginning. Pacific Surfliner's 350 mile train route, uh, mostly along the coast, within sight of the ocean, like you said. So originally it went from San Diego to L.A. It, o- it that only. Was the only that, yeah. thing. It was three daily round trips when it first opened in 1976. It was the San Diegan because it just went oh, to right, San yeah, Diego. But on June 26, 1988, they extended the line to go all the way to Santa Barbara and then in 1995, all the way to San Luis Obispo. They call it slow. <laughs> and on June 1st, 2000, after realizing calling it the San Diegan no longer made sense, it was rechristened the, the Pacific
0: Surf That's a It's a good name, too. That's a good name for it.
1: It almost sounds like how the Great Western Forum sounds like That's the like I'm wondering if, like, is Pacific a Bank or something, <laughs> a surfliner like a insurance company. So it's designed to go up to 125 miles per hour, but it only goes about 80. Cowards, Revit. <laughs> uh It has double decker cars with big panoramic windows, so you can see. Like that's what's so much fun about it is that you can really like it's meant to be enjoyed. That yeah, ride. it
0: is. I, I remember we were going down. No, I was just by myself going to San Diego. It, at one point, you you're on the same level as the f- highway. It's really, uh-huh. Yeah, it, it, yeah, because like, yeah, it. it's like sloped down. Yeah, it's sloped down, so you meet you meet all the cars and you just zoom past them. And there was traffic, and uh, the conductor was <laughs> like, "If you look out to your right, you'll see traffic." Thank you for riding Amtrak. <laughs> but yeah, you you can get out small alcoholic drinks from the train car and sit back and it's just a real a Harry little, Potter experience. <laughs> you get a little bit buzzed and, and go just down like and-
1: Harry Potter, <laughs> he got buzzed by Voldemort. And nowadays, it does eleven daily round trips from San Diego to Union Station, five daily that go all the way to Santa Barbara, and just two a day that go all the way end of the line, San Luis Obispo. Like we said, it's a about Eight and a half hours. The stops we have here in LA, you got Union Station, Glendale, Burbank Airport, Van Nuys, and Chatsworth. And the Pacific Surfliner is Amtrak's most used route outside of the Northeast.
0: Wow, really? Yeah.
1: That's good to know. I mean, when you think like what, who, I'm not taking the 310 to Yuma uh, <laughs> twice a day.
0: Let's talk about uh, one of the my favorite stops going south, San Juan Capistrano. That's the second one I
1: have uh, written down. We're meant okay, to be. let me do the history on right. this one because right, now right, we're right, getting right. into actual history places. And I've got little, songs and things. Uh, They're not little. I shouldn't be diminutive. I've got great stuff
0: for you, Greg. (laughs) I've got grand old numbers for you.
1: (laughs) As the Swallows return to Capistrano, so do the Meekly Boys return to the same reference. (laughs) San Juan Capistrano. So the natives who lived on this land were part of the Shoshone family of tribes. Oh, first off, for the Surfliner... Obviously, L. A. claims that it right. was one of the original stops. It wasn't called the Los Angeles; it was called the San Diegan because you are going from L. A. to you know, San. San you are going from which is the normal city, Los Angeles. <laughs> when you talk about a when you say like a normal city, you are thinking of Los Angeles. Yeah, you are not
0: thinking about San Diego, no, with its Fleet Weeks and its art districts <laughs> and, and its, its lamp lighter. UFO sightings. <laughs>
1: the natives that lived here they worshipped Chinich, Chini, which right, you've you brought, up before, you've brought up before because okay. you brought him up before. You brought up this deity before, yeah. uh, who is the same god as the Keech here in LA. Okay. So it was like, you know, same belief system, oh. same sort of people. Uh, and then the missions hit. On uh, November 1st, 1776, Mission San Juan Capistrano opened, becoming the seventh California mission, an outpost that would not have been possible without San Gabriel Mission right. existing since 1771, being the ideal resupply point between San Diego and LA. Score one for Daniel. San Juan Capistrano <laughs> wouldn't exist without LA. But I've got even a stronger connection coming up. Uh-huh. You've got the Sarah Chapel, who was completed in oh, 1782, like, which is Paris, Sarah. No. You think they're related? <laughs> uh, it's named after the song, the Que Serra, Serra Chapel. That was built in 1782. Tourist
0: state was very famous at the time.
1: <laughs> so it, that's still there and it's the oldest standing building in California.
0: Oh, really? Which
1: is impressive because most of the rest of that mission was destroyed in an earthquake in 1812, which you still, like you go there and it's it looks like the Roman ruins.
0: It's astounding how old it is. We it's, went there and we walked around and... Uh, and it, it loves it when you point that <laughs> out. You look good for your age. I mean, on the West <laughs> Coast anyway, (laughs) I mean in LA you'd be like a four but
1: here you're uh a Three hundred, uh, and it's
0: very—it's like in the middle of town. I mean, San.
1: Yeah, it's so weird yeah. that it's like okay. So if you want to get to the Jersey Mike's, so you're yeah. gonna have to make a left at the two hundred sixty-year-old
0: <laughs> chapel. We were at a Starbucks, just staring out the window, like that's that that building from seventeen seventy-six when uh, they wrote the damn. Oh yeah, that's of so weird to yeah. think about because we don't have a lot of that. That's here from,
1: from the year that Hamilton came. <laughs> up. Uh, no, no, we have. I mean, we have our missions, which are missions, older. They're older. Yeah, they're older, but uh, but we I, don't see that you're not sitting around San Gabriel Mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not joyfully.
0: Uh, I always think about like, you know, I think a lot of East Coast hating the West Coast is like, well, we're historic because...
1: I got to walk by where George Washington is sworn in as president yeah. on my way to Wall Street.
0: And what were you doing? Like, well, the Spanish, we were Spain, still setting up little outposts <laughs> to keep the Russians out. And George Washington was nowhere <laughs> to be found, was Buggy he? Buggy boarding.
1: Buy, sell, sell.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, but... George it,
1: Washington, <laughs> he took out his wooden teeth so that he wouldn't splinter and he he just boogie boarded like there was no tomorrow.
0: <laughs> but it really is like there's a residential area on one side of it. There's yeah, like a yeah. the business district and like a little shops and then there's the mission. In the yeah, middle. it's yeah.
1: so weird. Yeah. When the US took over and kicked Mexico who had kicked Spain to the curb mm. to the curb, the area became pretty neglected. All of this. It was filled with San Luis, not San Luis, these saints, <laughs> you and your gods. <laughs> San Juan Capistrano became a place filled with like drifters and bandits and cowboys oh, wow. and lots and lots of murder like in the early days of it being under oh, is U.S. Out, control, uptown, really? They, it was like what Knott's Berry Farm thinks it is. <laughs> it, it was
0: could not get Blockhead out of there. <laughs> Charlie Brown, get out of here!
1: If you pulled a football away <laughs> from somebody,
0: that was you the last done. thing you pulled. Joe Cool's coming for you. Joe Cool met Woodstock at high noon (laughs) in front of the cupcake store. Only one hopped away. It it was
1: a pretty kind of scary place. And that changed in 1910 when a guy named Father John O'Sullivan came to the area and got the idea to try to revitalize the mission. So to do this, he needed the help of a group called the Landmarks Club, which was headed by, you guessed it, Charles Lemmis. That's how it's Our up. old friend. So Loomis and O'Sullivan were the ones who restored the mission. Again, LA's own Charles Fletcher Loomis. You're welcome, Sam Louis <laughs> uh, Pastrami. He, he
0: was Southwest own. Uh, he walked
1: to LA. He didn't <laughs> walk to Southern <laughs> he California. He had a
0: job waiting for him. They
1: started to make the area a destination for people and celebrities who I'm told are people <laughs> from LA who wanted to come get a glimpse of old California. Like okay. it was it was a place
0: because like... Oh, it, because they were selling Ramona and all that stuff, right? Yes. Okay. We On from, DVD, yeah. <laughs> on the street corner.
1: But uh, like we've alluded to, the thing San Juan Capistrano is most known for has to be attributed to nature, which mm-hmm. LA has dominated. Um, <laughs> the legendary... We won. And nature will never get the last laugh. The legendary swallows are from Goya, Argentina. They fly 6,000 miles every March to come rest in San Juan Capistrano. Capistrano. Why? Because San Juan Capistrano is a great PR firm that can speak <laughs> to birds, apparently. I do not know why they go here, but they do. But the visiting of this culminates on March 19th every year with the St. Joseph's Day celebration. Mm-hmm. But what really made this natural phenomenon known to the world was that in 1936, what appears to have been, again, NBC LA did a radio broadcast of O'Sullivan's St. Joseph's Day celebration. So now people in the area knew about the swallows and they wanted to come oh, see wow. the swallows. And then in 1939, a black composer, based in LA named Leon Renee wrote the song when the Swallows come back to Capistrano and the legend was sealed forever. Wow. So I'm like really what it is now, you can thank LA for that.
0: Pat on the back for us. Um, <laughs> I, I hear that they're not stopping in San Luis Obispo anymore because the bell is not the biggest structure, not the tallest I, structure. I think so I they're, they're going somewhere
1: else. They're going to like a big billboard for the Win Casino <laughs> or something. We're going to have to rewrite the song. <laughs> when the Swallows get distracted by a taller bell the way to Capistrano. You're a natural songwriter. I have never gone, I, I mean I've seen a swallow yeah. before but I, I, well, I So
0: you're a uh, fanatic I'm a real swallower. <laughs> I think it's a stop before the, the you get to San Clemente I believe on the Amtrak and when you stop there in San Juan Capistrano to your right there's like a, a cute little like a restaurant and it's a, very, That cafe. whole town is yeah, very cute. It's very cute and then um, it was so nice to look at and I wish I could get off that next time when me and my brother were driving down to San... Onifre. We so, no,
1: no, <laughs> that's the, the only way I know how to pronounce yeah, that.
0: Is, uh, and yeah. And they might be
1: pronouncing it wrong. I don't really know how to pronounce it by the way one white boy from Harth, Hawthorne. <laughs> Hawthorne
0: says it. <laughs> Who clearly has to be saying it right, right? <laughs> we were going down to San Onifray and then I'm like oh let's stop in Camp so we can stop at that cafe that I saw one time on the train. <laughs> and,
1: it's right next to the train. Tr- I, I think I've eaten at that place. Oh really? But, yeah. Uh, there's also a lot of good antique shops in. There is. But I would love I have never made the trip to go like beginning middle of March if the still go there, but I would love to see a bunch of birds.
0: Me too, I would love to see. Even when you're in Pasadena and you see the screamer birds, you're like, oh, nature. And they're like, ah!
1: They and they have like the head of a child.
0: Yeah, it's just the beginning of Gravity's Rainbow. You're like, oh, this is what it's. I did. Now I get the book. Why are they falling from the sky? <laughs> it's about an hour south. You take the five south to get there. The thing that i most draws me now to San Juan Capistrano. It's within that same area where the the train stop is. I think it's this Los Rios historic district, which is a nice walk of like these old homes. But there's also, me and my brother were walking and we heard, wink, wink, blink, and we're like, what's this? And there's a little dirt path. Takes you right to the zoomars. I have been River to that. Street Ranch. It's so neat. And yeah. I always feel like I'm stumbling on it every time yeah. I go.
1: It always follow oink, oink, oink. oink just oink, oink, ask oink. the guys, just ask Burt Reynolds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they just a collection of like farm animals, like a hundred farm animals and a little like a petting zoo and a little amusement for kids and stuff. But all the all the animals are just kind of always there for you to just walk by and, <laughs> and, and take a bite.
1: But there's also on that side of the train tracks, the wrong side, um, <laughs> there's that whole like, well, yeah, I guess that's the historic district where it's a bunch of little cod that yeah. each have like different artists and stuff, and yeah, that's yeah. a really. That, if you're looking for a gift for someone, uh, one weekend, that's a great place. I think San Juan Capistrano is a very underrated uh, day trip from Los Angeles. I but, think so too. Yeah, because everyone goes to Santa Barbara, which we're gonna get to, but like.
0: Santa Barbara in my head is always as, as nice. As, oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Well, well to what's it. your next? If you if you're done with, I'm done with that. Uh, my next one <laughs> on here is Santa Barbara.
1: Uh, <laughs> How are we doing the same? Or maybe because I probably
0: or- copied the list that you did and then just like check marked it. Which I guess worked. I
1: did text you just to be sure, so, so we don't have another Terminator situation. These are the ones. Did I we're not doing. pull
0: off a great Terminator <laughs> out of my head? I knew what year it came out. I knew. who And then you come at it. me with Redwood versus Sequoia <laughs> at the last second. Didn't you love learning though? <laughs> it's about the journey we take together santa barbara is always going to be like a a coastal college town before you start it's an hour and 40 minutes up the 101
1: santa barbara (laughs) never heard of her i'm not even gonna like there's some of these places i'm not even gonna attempt a brief history of the historic city of santa barbara other than mission santa barbara opened december 4th 1786 and there was something called flying a movie studio opened there in 1912 both things that wouldn't have been possible without both the mission and movies going on down south in los angeles you're Uh, welcome
0: <laughs> in 1824 the Shumash revolted against three missions and Santa Barbara was one of them it's the number one day trip Destination yep. outside. It of los is, angeles It is. They have a lot of shops and restaurants, and it's a lot. It's a. It's a very cultural city. They it's have like, always
1: fun. Like yep. it's. Ne- although the last few times it was, it's been. I haven't been since the pandemic started. But like, it was a little sad that a, like a lot of shops along State Street were closed, and yeah. there was like a lot of homeless people, and it mm-hmm. was kind of like depressing. The beginning. I can't. Of the, the, I can't imagine things getting less expensive in Santa Barbara. No. But
0: I went a lot of times with my mom, where we would go and just sit at the beach and then leave. And I went like maybe. A, Twice as it's, a that's young. That's very head. doable. Yeah, that's very doable. Yeah, and it's a very nice beach too. And they have a pier, a boardwalk, and the lighthouse, which is very spooky and stuff.
1: Well, we always used to go to the the art walk along oh, the beach right, yeah. on the weekends. That's always good. And that's the nice. pier, I love the pier the so much. I nice. love a, I love a pier. You I, love know a I love a wooden pier.
0: pier, an old wooden pier. I <laughs> <laughs> these love kids it these
1: days with their titanium piers. No, it's got to be made out of wood. That if you step on the wrong thing, a, a whale is going to yeah, jump yeah, yeah, up and yeah, bite a bunch you. of fishermen
0: yell at you because you rose <laughs> a plank somewhere else. Yeah, it's a coastal college town, but it's also like a city, like a real city with a it zoo is. and a natural history museum. like It's a real...
1: A zoo that we almost got married in. Really? You and I. Don't you remember? Yeah, No. The, there, <laughs> a, oh, yeah. I wiped that out of your memory. But there's, even on the pier, there's like a maritime museum, which is right. another place I looked at potentially getting married. Because <laughs> you know uh, my family is mostly sailors.
0: They're mo- Yeah, they, they all dress like Donald Duck. Longshoremen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're the sailor of the village people variety.
0: <laughs> I come from a lot of seamen. Yeah, like you said, State Street is the main drag there. There's plenty of restaurants and shops and breweries and wineries and there's botanical yeah gardens and
1: in particular i want to call out the himalayan kitchen which is on state street okay. it's a himalayan restaurant. this should be on Eat the Santa be Barbara there. Uh, a himalayan restaurant which is very good and also the hotel Santa Barbara which is also on state street as it's a nice old hotel with a nice old lobby with a bathroom you can use
0: whoa that's nice uh, there's four uh, big museums in Santa Barbara there's a museum of art the maritime museum as you said the museum of natural history and the carriage and western art museum i don't think i've been to any of them. i don't go to another city and then go to the museum that's boring um why would I do that? Where do the cool kids hang out? I I, want to go to the funk zone. I really do. It's one of those cities that I've never gone back to as an Oliver. Without your mommy? Without my mommy. uh, Loser! (laughs) What's your mom doing? Um, (laughs) I want to go and walk around.
1: I want to go with your mom this time. Yeah.
0: I want to go back and walk around neighborhoods and be spooky. Walk around neighborhoods yes. I don't belong in.
1: There's also this old toy shop that's always there. And of course, antique stores as all these places. Uh, and the Northern area away from the water is also underrated. Like you don't normally go there, but it's very quiet. It's very, there's a lot of nice things. Yeah. Also they have the French festival that I love going to every July. What's the French
0: festival? T- take a guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a celebration of
0: uh, smoking France, cigarettes. Correct. Oh, Yeah. It's, by that, I mean it's the. It's Marlboro's in town. Yeah. The Camel cigarette
1: uh, <laughs> advertising up front where I pitch my variety show. But uh, yeah, it's just like there's lavender, there's music, there's food that's expensive. But yeah. Santa Barbara's great. There's a reason it's the number one sort of destination. Yeah. It, it's a lot of fun.
0: It's a lot of fun. Yeah.
1: There's one chocolate store that I always want to go to, and I'm like, oh, we'll go on the way out. And it always closes by the time I leave. <laughs> there's so, some
0: things that are so, there's such Daniel things to say. (laughs) And uh, that's one of them.
1: Well, when you come from as many semen as I do,
0: (laughs) Uh, let's let's go out of order now to talk about a similar place. Okay, Carpinteria. Okay, okay, I'm ready. It's an hour and a half away on the one, and you take the one on one north to get there.
1: I don't practice Carpinteria, but I do give the history of it. (laughs) What little there is, slam. So it got its current name in 1769 from Gaspar de Portola's expedition, who, when they came clomping in, found that the Shumash who lived there were known for building wooden plank canoes. So they started calling it La Carpinteria, meaning the carpenter's shop.
0: Oh, okay. That's
1: That's why it's carpenteria. That's mildly interesting. That's
0: not mean at all. That doesn't sound like Portola at all.
1: Uh, More recently, the area was and is known for its surfing, bro. The beach there faces south, so it's shielded from the Pacific Northwest swell storms, which make it much safer to surf in than other places. In particular, there's Rincon Point, which has been a prized surf spot since the 1930s. Well, really. But has always been kind of overshadowed by its evil sister to the south,
0: the Boo. Oh, yeah. But that
1: didn't stop it from claiming fame when it was called out by
0: name in the 1962 Beach Boys hit Surf. And safari, which is so many people reference that like reciting a map. Like, okay, so never, Beach is next. They we're going to be just next.
1: They're basically just singing the the map of the surf. Yeah, yeah they had
0: one in front of them. San Onofa,
1: Burbank uh. Airport, <laughs> <laughs> all the way to San Luis Obispo. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever actually stopped here.
0: Yeah, I, ha- I don't know if I've stopped there either. I've driven through it before. I'm like, oh, I yeah, should yeah, stop here. Yeah, and I never. I should go surf. <laughs> now that I'm looking for places to surf as a beginner, Begin- recon, soon uh, to be
1: dead beginner. I'm in the truck that one beach from Point Break That's wh- in in Hawaii. That's where I'm going to... St-
0: where do they do Big Wednesday at? Yeah, no, I, I always look forward to your input telling me that I'm going to die doing anything that interests me.
1: <laughs> you're going to try to learn the piano?
0: Uh-oh. <laughs> you know how many elephants had to die? Do- if you're, a, you're a Debbie Downer. Just be
1: careful when they're moving it into your house. Don't stand underneath it. This place cannot totally be claimed by LA, I'm sorry to say, but the popularity of surfing in LA did spread north and south, which is kind of the only reason anyone goes to Carpinteria, so...
0: Let- Hawaii know that we invented surfing. We didn't invent it, we made it better. We put <laughs> I mean, spam in it. But it sounds like a great town just looking it up online, trying to see what's like a lot of times I'm like, what's there to do and whatever is
1: that where like the big yellow houses or something? That's outside
0: of Santa Barbara, I think. Like right before you get to Santa Barbara. It might be no, I don't think that's not Carpinteria. I went there one time and it was fantastic. And then I tried going on my own once I was driving and it was closed. And I was like, "Oh no!" And then it was red. I'm like, "Oh no, I did it wrong." <laughs> Linden Avenue in Carpinteria is the main drag through town. has lots of shops, like the Robotiles Fine Candies. I hope I said that right. I don't think uh, I did. Well, look, if you had gone
1: to the French Festival and
0: <laughs> you would know it's Robitaille. That's the French Robicup. Robitaille's Fine <laughs> Candies, which apparently has like 800 items in stock in this candy store, and there a lot of them are handmade, no machinery. So that sounds fantastic. Wait a minute,
1: there's a candy store in Carpinteria? Yeah. That's not surfing. Now I really want to go there. Yeah,
0: it sounds really great. Yeah, they have a historic bungalow district that looks fantastic. There's like fifty-two it's just a trailer park. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> but they're historic. There's like a fifty-two acre bluff nature preserve. There's a carpenteria seal sanctuary and rookery. There's a the Kanzal. I the sound of that. Kanzal alpaca farm where you can Ooh. visit alpacas in Carpinteria. They have seaside gardens which I think is a nursery and the salt marsh nature park which is like a lot of marshes and this stuff. This place sounds great. And a lot of people say you could bike through why town. Do, why There's, do
1: I blow raspberries the entire time I drive by on the 101? More like
0: Crapinteria.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry I have dyslexia.
0: <laughs> a lot of people say you could bike through town. There's also a bike trail along the coast too which sounds really nice.
1: Everything you're saying about it sounds like a place yeah. that's worth stopping at. Yeah. This horrible place that we for years have agreed is terrible.
0: And it's only an hour away. Uh, let's go a little bit eastward and talk about another little sleepy town, Ojai. An hour and thirty minutes. Uh, you want to take the 101 North to the 33 North. Uh, it's about 30 to 40 minutes from the coast from Carpinteria inland. How oh hi, I can touch the sky. This is good. Uh, I thought you were going to start singing songs. Oh, maybe I confuse Oklahoma and Ohio, but whatever. Go ahead. Oh,
1: hi <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: what the song is.
1: So Ohio was Shumash land as far as far back as 13,500 years ago. <laughs> was that a, a military time? 13? <laughs> like a date? There were people before <laughs> Gaspar de Portola? My favorite figure from history. <laughs> the name actually comes from the Shumash word for moon, Ohi. Oh, A-W-H-A-I. Oh, that's interesting. The modern layout of Ohio was
0: the work of a rich glass man named Edward D. Libby. My favorite one
1: punch, and he's no,
0: my favorite oh. reference from a Seinfeld episode. Glass man
1: is—is it the same guy from? Whoa. Um, boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned side film. Uh, I guess I am not master of my own domain, but the reference I wanted to make was Unbroken. Or unbreakable? What The M. Night Shyamalan movie. You're right, right, right. right. Uh, so this guy, Edward D. Libby, he redesigned the whole town in Spanish revival style in 1917 after a fire had wiped out the entire town. The famous arcade walkway, not with games, uh, was built by Robert
0: So. Confusing.
1: Could I love really to go to the arcade of Ojai and the casino of Catalina. <laughs> that was built by Robert Winfield, and the Ojai Valley Inn was
0: designed by Wallace Neff,
1: who's the guy who did Pickfair.
0: All oh, right. He's also the guy that from the untouchables that brought down Al Capone. You mean Unbreakable? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so the original
1: American name for the town was Nordoff after Charles Nordoff, the same Nordhoff street, LA connection, uh-huh. but they changed it to Ojai post-World War, the ones where we all hated Germans the first time and nobody <laughs> wanted their town to sound too Germans. This is a big artist town and in 1984, they started their Ojai artist studio tour where the different artists would open their studios to the public and that really solidified it as an art destination.
0: Right. It's one of those like one road, I think, will get you through the main drag, which is like along a highway. Uh, we went during the pent pand- early in the pandemic, and we we're just looking for things to do. So everything was closed, but I was like, oh man, am I going to come back here and live it up? And I haven't done that yet. But it's, it's a gorgeous, it's California a very
1: town. rich yep. place. Mm-hmm. It's very rich. I'm not trying to move there. <laughs> I just want to go for a day, I swear. Here's my experience from Well, I've only been there in my adult life. I think I've only been there like once. Okay, so two things happened. We were eating at this restaurant. It was, I believe, a Mexican restaurant, which was not great.
0: Who did you see?
1: Well, this is a different, that's my okay. second story. This one is much weirder. Well, they're both uh, they're both very weird. But So we're eating at this, it was a Mexican restaurant that I need to point out was not good because it's so rich and white there. Oh, right, 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 but right. I'm sitting there and then this old man, like old, old. Greg, he was a busboy or something. Thing. he was very old and he like came out and like looked at me and like went up to me and shook my hand he's like oh hello <laughs> and then he just walked away and it was so weird that man
0: hasn't shook hands in 10 years <laughs> uh, he's a ghost
1: uh, that bus boy you hired is really uh <laughs> he's really friendly
0: bus boy bus boy he's
1: not supposed to touch the customers <laughs> he's fired
0: he's fired for being a ghost <laughs> But, okay, so here's this other story. I like that someone being nice to you for no reason, you're like, weirdest thing that's ever happened to me.
1: It's rare that I get recognized for my work in Mexico <laughs> For my <instruments>. achievements, yeah. <laughs> so the other story, they have like their version of LA Weekly or something. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, Ohio oh, hi, yeah. biannually. How many staff uh, writers do they have there? On the cover was Malcolm McDowell. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. I guess he lives here. And then we <laughs> like turn a corner and almost like Inspector Clouseau thing, <laughs> reading that magazine, this guy puts down... The cover with Malcolm McDowell's face, and it's Malcolm (laughs) McDowell.
0: Oh no, for no reason. Just whenever I see Malcolm McDowell, I think, Oh no, I've done it this time.
1: And I started running the other way in the tunnel that I saw him in.
0: He lowered the magazine, it was Malcolm McLaren. (laughs) It was Andy McDowell.
1: <laughs> I would applaud her if she did that to unsuspecting tourists. But yeah, really very funny. weird to see Malcolm
0: McDowell. It's very weird. It must have been startling. Yeah.
1: I, I was like, remember that part in the movie where you sing, Singing in the Rain? Well, uh, get a listen to this. And I started <laughs> singing, I'm walking on sunshine while I beat him to death
0: with a cane. He loves references and he loves beating fans. Small, you know, village vibes to this place. As you saying, rich town, but also this also has like the rich artist, cute shop thing going with cactuses everywhere. It's cute stores that I can't afford anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Every Sunday is a farmer's market uh, from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Uh, down Metalia Street. They have the famous Ojai olive oil farm where you can taste olive oil. Bart's book sounds great because it's the world's largest outdoor bookstore. I think I've in there yeah. maybe
1: briefly it looks fantastic
0: after I went to Ilya today looking for just anything by a certain author and I didn't find anything by a certain famous author and I was very mad uh, the Rick
1: Caruso yeah I was looking for books by Rick Caruso How to Build the Grove by Rick Caruso
0: Mein Kampf by Rick Caruso <laughs> they have horseback riding at the Ohio Valley Trail riding company there's beautiful like scenery you can walk through like the Rose Valley Falls Trail which is the drought means that there's not a lot of falls right now mm-hmm. but I usually fall.
1: you would You're yeah, the fall. you
0: fall for this uh, trap um, in
1: drought California you fall
0: and everybody likes to mention the Casabranca wine tasting room they have there, which is really good. Not to be rude. Rich people stuff.
1: Yeah, well, have you have you met the busboy at that Mexican restaurant? <laughs>
0: the ghost? No. He might, <laughs> uh, he might not recognize I also you. didn't summon an actor. Um, What's our next thing here? I wish I knew how to say anything in Dutch. Solvang is next. Two hours and 20 minutes. Uh, you want to take the 101 north to the 154 west and... Uh, oh, there's more than that. And
1: then, <laughs> what, and then, then you're, you're going to make a laugh. Yeah, and then you're going to
0: try to catch the California 246 and I'll take you into Solvang.
1: You're Solvang. I bet you think this pod
0: is about you. <laughs> it is. I bet you think this town is about you, don't you? Uh
1: So this area started getting settled when Mission Santa Inez was founded there. And the, the mission is like, it's like Solvang,
0: a field, the mission. Okay. That's one of the other two, other three missions oh, well, that the got the, the Shumash revolted against. Good for them. Good for them. I, re- I kept reading like, oh, good for them. How many uh, did they take?
1: down the the mission there was founded in 1804 but after all the missions were done and the land was kind of abandoned for years in 1911 it was bought by two reverends and a professor which (laughs) is
0: (laughs) is that the gilligan's island trip that's the ss minnow that crashed there
1: it somehow got swept up in the tornado from the wizard of oz and landed inland
0: (laughs) and they got the Marilyn monroe impersonator damn what do we get
1: (laughs) ah crap they were all danish people named benedict nordentoft jm griegersen and pp Hornsild.
0: Mm -hmm. They sure were named that, weren't
1: they? They weren't running from the law. Wait a minute. You're not Danish. You're Dutch. (laughs) No, no. No,
0: no. For sh- uh, My no. shoes are made of wood. Not Stroopwafel.
1: <laughs> Crawler, Crawler. So they built a Danish school, church, and college there. And it became kind of the Danish capital of not only California, but kind of America. And they started doing their annual Danish Days celebration. And it, uh, it was making me so hungry to talk about this. In September in 1936, which continues to this day. But they really kind of came into their own when they decided to go full. They went double Dutch, Greg. Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> they doubled down on double Dutch?
1: <laughs> oh, wait, no, they didn't go Dutch. They went double Danish. <laughs> <laughs> they, they went Dutch uh, with the uh, ideas and the full... There was jelly in there. um This was in 1946 when they totally embraced it and they rebuilt the town to look like a little Danish village. Cute. And then in 1947, the Saturday evening posted an article on them and suddenly people from all over the country were coming to get a glimpse of a bunch of little Danish people. Now, the creation of this town can't be attributed to LA, but there are several ostrich farms just outside of town oh, that right. as we know from a previous episode is because of the ostrich farm started here That's in Los right. Angeles. That's right.
0: Were you saying you haven't really been to Solvang? That was a place that I was was going to Chico... It was maybe one in the morning, and I was on the bus, and it made a hard right, and I woke up, and I was in a little Danish village, and I thought, "Oh, wow, what?" And I found out later that it was Solvang.
1: The bus driver's speaking French.
0: <laughs> Where did everybody get the later Hosen from? I don't even know. That's the same uh, country. So I passed through at you know two in the morning, and it's very peaceful, and it's very <coughs> except for the ostriches moon. screaming at the
1: moon. Before I forget, Anderson's pea soup is right over there. Oh, right, which yeah. I love. Which yeah. I'm in the minority, but I love that place. Is
0: that there in Solvang?
1: I, I think there's. It's not in Sol. It's like. maybe Maybe 10 minutes outside okay. of solving. But I think there's like two locations. Right. I think P-Sup. whatever
0: highway takes you up uh, San Joaquin Valley, there's also Anderson's Pea Soup there. And I went to that one. I love Anderson. Do you like it's, Anderson's? Do you I, like Pea Soup? I P-Sup? do. I do like Pea Soup. It's very tasty. The first time I ever heard of Pea Soup was knowing that it was used as vomit in The Exorcist. Right. So I can't. That's, eat I, that's it and everyone's not... first exposure to Pea Soup. Oh, I gotta get me some of that. She's throwing it all over the priest. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> mm, yummy, yummy. Ooh, chunks. It, how come you didn't bring a bread <laughs> I, I do like the taste of it. I can't get it out of my head that it's it's. Fun. Vomit. I love that place. But
1: inside of Solvang, there's so many different bakeries there. I've heard that, yeah. That you can just spend the whole day going bakery hopping That's, between, like, cause one of their main things is able skevers where it's like, sort of like a round, it's like a pancake ball. It's really fun to just go around and get like, oh, I'll try a Danish here, a yeah. Danish here, a Danish here. What else are Danish people known for? I don't know. I'm here to eat Danish. <laughs> Abel No, give me Danishes.
0: It seems like the kind of town that you can just drive through. To, I mean, like, obviously you want to stop and walk around and spend the day there. But like, just driving through is like, oh, what is like you want to drive through it first before you want to park and walk around, I think. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's my experience. You want to I, drive your big American Ford
1: Explorer yeah. down the
0: cobblestone streets Dr- of old, just of the old flying, Danish. Flying the American flag in my 8x8 <laughs> eight eight truck. Just running over Danishes that are on the street. <laughs> you've killed my Danish. <laughs> if you've seen pictures then you're probably familiar with some of the iconography, like the Little Mermaid Fountain, they have five windmills in town. There's a big giant red clog and then the round tower. There's a Hans Christian Andersen museum. Yeah, which I've, is on the second I've floor of a that. bookshop yeah there's also like a Hans Christian Andersen like kiddie amusement park in town which also yeah, sounds kind of yeah I've been cool. to that and uh, I was very surprised <laughs> to, to find out that he didn't write um, Hansel and Gretel because I'm like you want to put those kids in the park but it's he's a different guy those are brothers I, w- I was really into the like the Danish vibe and then I read that there was a vintage motorcycle museum there I'm like oh I gotta go I gotta see all Steve McQueen's old motorcycles
1: the, well it's a museum of uh, all of the motorcycles that Hans Christian Andersen <laughs> loves uh, his hogs or, hog Christian as
0: <laughs> and you brought up there uh, ostrich land.
1: Yeah, and there's a sign that always—it still makes us laugh because there's signs along the road with a picture of like the angriest ostrich you've ever seen that says, feed these bad boys. <laughs> uh, they're talking about you. There's pictures of me on the way to Anderson's Pea Soup. <laughs> like If Anderson's Pea Soup was on a road trip, instead of seeing billboards for Anderson's Pea Soup, it would be billboards of me saying, feed this See, bad boy. Feed this bad boy. And then a picture of um, what's her name? Reagan? I was going to call her Clinton from, uh, from yeah, what, Agnew from <laughs> The Exorcist. It's Truman. Her little girl's name is Truman. There's the
0: quicks of our miniature horse ranch, what I gotta go to. I've
1: seen those. I've seen the miniature horses. Yeah. yeah. They're
0: just as small as you think. And then there's something called Jewel Huss, which is to Christmas what Halloween town in Burbank is to Halloween. There's like a round-the-clock Christmas store. There's
1: one of those in Van Nuys. Wow, I gotta I gotta go to Solvang. All the way out there.
0: And I can just go to beautiful Danish Van Nuys. There's also a, the Solvang Shoe Store, which sells authentic Danish clogs, which mm. is not a pastry, I <laughs>
1: I'm not interested in None, that. Never go, mind. You could go clog hopping, also, <laughs> but that that means something else. So, what's our where 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 are you taking us next let's on this?
0: Uh, oh, let's talk a little bit about a little quiet little town called Paso Robles. I'll let you talk about it. First off, it's three hours up the five north. Then you want to take the forty six east. If you have time, make sure to stop by the James Dean Memorial Junction, which is thirty minutes outside of town. That's where James Dean was killed, and they have a little memorial.
1: Whether you call it Robles or Robles, I call it one thing expensive) <laughs> Because apparently that's also a debate of how you pronounce it. Oh, is it really? Would, Paso, Robles. Yeah, Paso Robles. But apparently people there who are all people who probably don't know how to speak Spanish that well uh, call it Robles. That's stupid. It is dumb. You know, come on, Greg, they're drunks.
0: Greg, they're a bunch of drunkards. Los Angeles.
1: So the area of Paso Robles used to be the land of the Salinan tribe and was renowned for its hot springs. But in 1797, the Spanish did what they do best and brought to the area not only oppression, but also grapevines. <laughs> the soil is great. <laughs> Right there because of the hot spring, so it became a desirable wine destination, yeah. as it still is today. It, that's it's pretty wine much country, where yeah. you go there. For a while, it was known as El Paso de Robles. Robles meaning oaks. Robles meaning a weirder pronunciation of oaks. <laughs> a somehow more white pronunciation of oaks. <laughs> and a while later was known as Almond City, because for a while they had the largest concentration of almond orchards in the world. Wow. In 18- for a
0: while? For a while. Okay. And then... The regular one took the crown again.
1: The real almond city, <laughs> uh, which is next to Mound City.
0: I only know it from the Beach Boy song. In 1882
1: came the first commercial winery with Andrew York's Ascension Winery, a development that I don't think would have been possible without old Jean-Louis Vigne mm. back down in LA, if I'm remembering correctly. The other factor I have about this place are that the Paso Robles Inn was a place that had politicians and LA celebrities all the time. The Pittsburgh Pirates went there for spring training between 1924 to 34 because of the hot springs, and one of the guys who developed the town was Jesse James's uncle. <laughs> The, What's the most impressive fact I just told you?
0: Jesse James, the motorcycle guy who cheated on Senator. Hang on, or- politicians and celebrities. <laughs> I know pastor Robles from uh, there. Used to be a really great car show there that everybody would sort of like like the Swallows would go to. They would like take over a small town, like all the cars and everybody part of the car culture would take over this small little town in Paso Robles
1: violently, violently. they would, take, yeah. they would throw the bartender out.
0: Yeah, we did that one year as a family. We went up and then we came back down the same day, and it was, it was a great trip. They kicked the car show out. And they had had to go to Santa Maria, which the car show was suddenly was on like a, a lot. car show
1: in the town known for drinking wine probably <laughs> isn't the best message.
0: I looked online today and it's the goal. It's the same one as the Golden State car show, which um, is still going on, but we're just missing it. Like the 28th this episode will come out the weekend. after. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, but yeah, there's a there's a lot of other stuff to do there. That's not just going to a car show when I was like 12 years old. <laughs> Are there danishes? <laughs> you can go hiking at the Carrizo Plain National Monument and see the poppies between March to May. Sorry, mm-hmm. Charlie, we missed that. There's something called a one Wonder Sensorial Field of Light, which is a 15-acre light art installation by an artist named Bruce Munro. And it's exactly as described. Like it's a field full of colorful lights made from these glass spheres that have like narrow stems. It kind of looks like jellyfish, but it's an entire field at night and it's just like these colorful lights all over it. So it looks really nice.
1: And all of the, the winos come stamping through yeah. and crushing it all. From the rail yard where are the Pittsburgh Pirates <laughs> I wish I knew a single player from the Pittsburgh where's, Pirates where's that one guy whose baseball card is worth a lot of oh money
0: oh god where's Roberto Clemente
1: between the two of us we know a little bit we, about we, need one we know a little bit about Died everything. in the 70s yeah
0: <laughs> they're also the tooth and nail winery that everyone keeps saying like I was drinking on top of a castle it's just like a restaurant that has like castle elements but mm. it's still pretty cool it has a moat and it has those like <laughs> squares oh castle elements oh castle elements yeah you can also go apple picking and horse mm. riding but not at the same time oh come on Horses. horse love that. <laughs> That's the best time to feed them.
1: We went by there one time on the way, I think, we went back from San Luis Obispo and it was kind of, you know, a nice little town. Let's get something to eat. And like the cheapest restaurant was like $18 for a hamburger. And this was probably six or seven years ago when $18 for a hamburger wasn't like what to uh, average average. Yeah, <laughs> an
0: average price of it now. You're poor. Um, and it makes me laugh.
1: If you need me, I'll be in the holes on top of the <laughs> castle elements, whatever they're called.
0: So let's keep going north a little bit. Let's get a little more wildernessy. Let's talk about Sequoia National Park, a whole four hours away, which actually taking the drive it was actually five hours away. The five north to the Highway 99, then you're going to go on to the 65 north and then you can't help but be in the Sequoia <laughs> National Park.
1: Well, the Sequoia National Park, first national park in California. It was the second national park overall made so on September 25th. What was the first uh, one? Yellowstone? Do you know? Uh, Yellowstone. Yeah, I knew you were going to ask me this, so
0: I didn't want to seem the fool. Well, so I, I knew it by someone asked you to show that you didn't know, but you knew it. Well,
1: What was the third one?
0: Uh, Yellowstone again. Uh, <laughs> this is Stone. so good.
1: We're going to make it a park twice. It was, uh, I wrote 1980, but I think I was thinking September because that's my birthday. Not right. 1980, but I mean, come on, like 2008, but <laughs> President Harrison made it so, my birth that is. Yeah. It was made specifically to protect the sequoia dendron giganteum <laughs> or the giant sequoia. The U.S. cavalry was sent from San Francisco to protect those trees from yeah. 1891 to 1913. So it was all about protecting those. The Biggest tree there, of course, is General Sherman. General Sherman. Believed to be between 2,300 to 2,700 years old. It's he, he, he <laughs> is 274.9 feet tall, 102.6 feet wide at the base. Redwoods are taller, but this is the biggest tree in the world by volume, whatever that means.
0: Whatever that means. Uh, I've seen it. It's it's quite large. It's astoundingly it's large, but it's hard to kind of put it to scale because you're not allowed to get too close to it. It's also surrounded by very similar trees, so you're kind of you like... Can put your arm around it? You can do a we are the world around it, though. And like it will a, take the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> It'll take like a couple of counties, yeah. And it's almost stupid big. to like, You can't even understand how big it is. They
1: had to wrap it in aluminum foil like it was yeah. leftover Thanksgiving dinner when those wildfires like were happening. Like its mom
0: was trying to get uh, a hurried Halloween costume. Yeah. Uh, the wildfire's coming. You're a Martian. <laughs> uh, there's another big tree there. It's an, also a general name, but it's also it's not as big, so when it's, Gen- I'm uh, going to salute that. Uh, it's General Lee. <laughs> people, no one would mind if the wildfires got General Lee. <laughs> Two of the, the things that people love. I love General Sherman. Um, the, the tree was really cool to look at general walking Sherman. around. <laughs>
1: (laughs) Um, Greg lives
0: the union. There's a very beautiful meadow up there, which I was really like, oh, this is like a real meadow. This isn't like a fake meadow. It's like a real meadow. But a lot of people want to talk about two things. Like meadow soprano. (laughs) There's the famous tunnel log, which is you can drive through a fallen Sequoia if your car's under eight feet. I thought no. it's still standing up. I, I know the one you're talking about. That's not. That's I mean, a different thing. That's okay. a different thing. Yeah. So this is like your
1: it's like honey, I shrunk the kids.
0: E- exactly. It's exactly like honey that. I
1: shrunk the kids and took them on a road trip.
0: <laughs> we'll be back in three days. S- <laughs>
1: S- sincerely, Rick Murray
0: <laughs> No, if you want me to buy a ticket for this movie, you have to say the full title. I don't know what movie you're talking <laughs> about. Say the full title. There's also something called Moro Rock, which is like a giant granite dome. And you can go to the top of this rock, but it's 390 steps along the side of the mountain. And then it's just like a hard fall to your, your left your death and there's not always a rope there so like it's a very dangerous walk to get to the top of moral rock but if you have genitalia you can do it wow of any gender as long as you have genitalia Uh, well ken and barbie are not allowed you'll notice that i didn't
1: have a little limerick for the beginning of this one because this is the one where like a month ago we settled on a Is that Uh, how how I I keep you from doing limericks? I'm getting feedback. (laughs) I think I heard someone saying they wanted more limericks. (laughs) I, I must be getting interference from the fans. A month ago, you're like, okay... We're doing Redwood Forest. And I, I was like, but that. Greg, that is so far. And you're like,
0: no, I did it in a day. You should have known that I couldn't have done Redwood I National Forest. don't know what Forest. you do. I don't know what you're <laughs> capable of. You know how fast I drive? I drive so fast.
1: But And then today of the recording, I, oh, I meant Sequoia. So I, I wrote down some quick stuff. Let me tell you about Redwood National Let's Forest, where the real history is. It's
0: 11 hours away, which is going to be hard for a day trip, but it's worth it.
1: Technically, if you go there and come right back, you'll still have two hours left in the day.
0: There's some people who are that will do that. Truck drivers will do that as long as you've got a lot of fenfen. you can do this is a day, day trip colon with fen fen <laughs> it's an 11 hour drive at five north to the 580 and then back onto the 101 you end up in redwood forest redwood more like deadwood is That's a funny. show i've been meaning to watch i started watching it, it's okay i'm very lost And for a Western, I shouldn't be this lost.
1: (laughs) Where's John Wayne? So Redwood National Park is home to the Sequoia Sempervirens, aka the coastal or California redwood, which are the tallest trees in the world, Mm -hmm. redwoods are. Many tribes used to live here, the largest being the Yurok, who would use the trees for construction, which became too popular of a thing (laughs) to do in more recent history that we're going to get to. The first white person to go there was Jedediah Smith in 1828, (laughs) but when gold was found near there around 1850, that brought a whole crush of white people, which, of course, Brought with it the slaughter and expulsion of the natives who had lived there for thousands of years. Now this isn't a place that LA can claim responsibility for, but it's a place that is responsible for LA being able to become LA. What do you mean? Oh, I'll tell you. This I was so excited to get. Oh, what a day trip! This no, is. no,
0: you didn't. You didn't. You didn't scratch it because you're like, I got a factoid that I just can't let go. It, you can't scratch redwoods. That's what's so. Impo- <laughs>
1: that's what's so desirable about them. Only a redwood could scratch a redwood, Greg, <laughs> or a sharp, really sharp sequoia, or General Sherman. <laughs> <laughs> or General Sherman could knock down two sequoias in the days of one of L.A.'s many booms in the second half of the 19th century. Things needed to be built, and to do that we needed wood, baby. There was a reason the natives used these trees for construction because the California redwoods were perfect for building things. They were extremely high quality, they were resistant to damage unless you're General Sherman, and best of all, they were relatively close and plentiful, so that meant they were cheap. So L.A. went nuts cutting down redwoods in a horrific but expected disregard for the planet. When you see all of these things I'm about to list Uh, in old pictures of LA. Just keep in mind that they were all built by chopping down redwoods from Redwood National Forest. Okay, Most buildings, uh, Charlie Chaplin, (laughs) trolley car seats, early sewage pipes, the oil derricks, caskets, boardwalks, which you know, piers, which you know we love. Oh, right. The seats at the Rose Bowl. Whenever you look at Doc Brown's The Gamble House, keep in mind that was made by destroying a tree older than most of Europe. Originally, it was a construction symbol of wealth to use redwood, but eventually it just became the wood of choice for all homes in Los Angeles. In 1850, there were some 2 million acres of redwoods up there, and today only 5% of that remains because we used it all. <laughs> Luckily, that came to an end in 1968 when Hey Hey LBJ made it a national park.
0: Which is why there's the Lady Bird Johnson Grove is a grove that's up there, which is a field of is it, redwoods. Is really? Yeah, Lady Bird Johnson uh, Grove. Huh.
1: Uh, I'm trying to see the joke here.
0: Uh, <laughs> it's not a joke. It's a, it's a fact that I wrote down. The revenge of the redwoods is that everything in old L.A. burned and wouldn't stop burning. So... I think the redwoods got the last laugh.
1: I've never been there, but I'd love to see these trees. And isn't that where they filmed Endor? Is that where Yeah, Endor yeah, yeah. Is? Because it's
0: right outside of um, uh, Skywalker, Skywalker Ranch. Of Skinwalker, yeah, Skinwalker Ranch. Ranch <laughs> where you cannot be filming stuff. Please don't film stuff at Skinwalker Ranch. Beautiful <laughs> national forest. Have you been there? I want to say yeah. I'm I trying say to think. Yeah. I want to say yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I did, but it wasn't like a stopping and hanging out thing. I was like, we're going to drive through this national park. On a speeder race. On a speed race, yeah. You're going to put little berries in your helmet it, for an walk to grab. I would
1: love to go see these trees before they get turned into like a armoire for, <laughs> for Machine
0: Gun Kelly. You should see as much nature as you can right now because it's got like five years before <laughs> it's all gone. There's the Avenue of the Giants, so which is a 31 mile drive through the woods amongst these trees when you're at like basically their level. Can you feed them? Yeah, you can feed the trees. <laughs> Keep your windows rolled down. <laughs> there's Fern Canyon, which is like a walking path trail with like, you know, you're in the canyon. So there's walls on both sides of you and it's all covered in ferns. So it's really right. green and beautiful and kind of scary and Redwood what National Park Vern
1: Canyon um, the, the guy from the Ernest movies but he, it's like just pictures
0: of him all along the yeah, canyon he, walls he, It's it, when you say echo what you hear back is Vern Vern, Vern. <laughs> uh, I'm actually thinking of them calling him out in Stand By Me A completely different Vern by the way sorry and Redwood National Park is also coastal so you can visit the Gold Bluffs Beach and sleep on it as well as the Crescent Beach Overlook it's near Big Sur right I think it's the inland part of Big Sur if I'm, right. if I'm thinking correctly yeah, Would you, you I,
1: enter Big Sur and you're in Lady Bird uh, Johnson Lady
0: Bird Johnson grove yeah now where are you taking me
1: we've gone 11 m- hours up north where are you taking let's me? let's
0: go a little bit south and east and we're gonna end up whoosh, in a quiet little ghost town called calico which is two hours away past barstow you want to take the 10 east the 15 north to ghost town road you'll end up in calico out on the nose a good good
1: ghost town <laughs> someone call 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 the cops, <laughs> Calico in grief, became a town in 1881 when a silver rush happened in the area after the first silver was found nearby in 1875, but became an abandoned ghost
0: town. The only kind there is. Uh <laughs> no, is a thriving ghost town. I've actually went, when we went to Virginia City. We I mean, like to keep it that way. <laughs> Virginia City is a thriving ghost town. I'm like, oh, this is weird,
1: but I like it. It's where the, the uh, busboy from the Ojai lives. Thank you. By the mid 1890s, because silver was became almost worth almost immediately uh it, it's a ghost town this town it's becoming like a ghost town there were some 500 mines in the area because this was the biggest silver strike in california and they also mined borax very nice no 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 my mine <laughs> uh, i can't claim this place in the name of la at its peak but in the 1950s it was bought and restored by a man who can definitely be claimed by la that we're going to be talking about a little bit later walter Knott of knott's berry farm never been there but I want to, not not Sperry Farm. I'm talking about <laughs> Calico.
0: Calico is a lot of fun. It took me years before I finally went there. But uh, Ada, oh, went there. Me and Ada went. There's nothing to do in Calico because being in Calico is the thing you want to do at Calico. There's right. quails running around everywhere, which is really cool. Uh, there's uh, like a lot of mercantile shops and there's old timey shops. There's one like kind of dry goods. R- dry goods. Uh, there's a couple like liveries, uh, liveries, uh, wagon. The mock casket that you can like lay back in and take yeah. a picture. They have that.
1: <laughs> the uh, not the gallows. What is um, the where you put your arms and head through. You can take a picture in it. What is that called?
0: That's not the gallows. Uh, yeah, the, ga- the gallows you don't want to take a pretend <laughs> picture. <laughs> this will be so funny. I didn't even actually know it had a name. I just didn't know when I saw it to run.
1: <laughs> I, I just knew when they brought that out, it was my time to get <laughs> out of town. Uh,
0: and they had like a really cool, like, I think, it, I don't know what to call it, a restaurant, but it's a little eatery where you can like get wine and a little like cafeteria thing uh, that overlooks like a, a very beautiful, like little canyon. It's, it's very nice. A nice day trip because you, love you to will go not there. spend too much time. Yeah. You can go there and then go, to, go there, then go to Peggy Sue's not too far after that. Who's Peggy Sue? Peggy Sue's is like a 50s <laughs> diner in the middle of the desert. <laughs> Vegas, it's a '50s diner, much better than Johnny Rockets. That's on the outside. It's, whoa, whoa, whoa! No, I didn't come here to besmirch the good name of John Jonathan Rockets. So once once we're done in this ghost town, it's getting yeah. a
1: little spooky. Where do we? Where Where do you take us now? It's, it's starting to get go. a little dark. I'm scared. I'm Let's scared, Greg. Greg, I've soiled myself. <laughs> Greg, turn the lights back on. Greg, please. This isn't funny anymore. Greg, stop licking my hand. Greg, are you in the microwave? <laughs> Greg, don't scratch me with that hook. <laughs> I gotta get Bloody Mary over here to help me. <laughs> Greg, do you know where a guy i can buy candy
0: from <laughs> candy and bees from greg can we just go to the woods of new jersey for a second i'm scared Candyman was something i didn't see until maybe two years ago for the first time i knew that it was a movie and i'm like the bees were enough to be like i don't want to watch this yeah. if for years did not understand the correlation between being called Candyman, having a hook and the bees being around before they're like eh, honey I'm
1: like oh yeah well but honey isn't candy yeah
0: <laughs> this is to me, the way it, I eat it, it is. It, it,
1: when I take off my pants and stick my head in those <laughs> jars, it sure is.
0: Let's go all the way south, the southern, southern, southern California. Do you want to end up in the mountains, which you didn't do research on? I just want to bring it up real quick. The, f- uh, bah, 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 bah. the, the desert, or do you want to end up in the hip desert? Uh,
1: let's talk about the, these mountains I have never heard of before. Hanging
0: above everything, Idlewild,
1: which I completely mm. forgot.
0: Yeah, it's maybe, a little maybe, bit two hours. It's we a little over. Be talking
1: about, I don't have a limerick for this. We shouldn't be talking about. All right, give me. A, you talk and I'll come up with the limber. I
0: only know a couple of things about it. I know that we drove there one time, me and Ada, a little bit over two hours. You want to take the 10 East and then take the 243 up, which is very windy. It's a cute little town, a cute little like a uh, mountain town. And the mayor is a dog. And I was sitting in the middle of town square eating a sandwich from Pasadena, feeling kind of tired. And this dog pulls up, and the other side of the car is like the mayor. And I'm like, Oh my God. And I remember an article about the the mayor of Idlewild is a dog and I met him.
1: But seriously, don't vote for him because if he gets 50% of the vote, (laughs) we're all going to be eating dog food. And we're going to like it. That's the problem. He could be eating bacon, but no, he wants all of us to eat dog food. <laughs> and then we're the ones when it's reverse camera angle of the begging <laughs> Strips commercials. And we're the dog now. Oh, by the way, I'd, wild, I'd go wild if I went there. It's pretty good. On the fly, it was pretty good. Yeah, I, I've been there a long time ago. Yeah. and I'd love to see the mayor dog. Just uh, to shake his hand. Just to shake his Just, to shake, shake his
0: his just to shake his, just to his <laughs> It was one of the greatest moments of my life.
1: I have a magnet of him, actually. Oh, do you really? Mayor Max? But, um, oh, so you're political. I didn't want to take sides. I, I, <laughs> always
0: put, I always put uh, let's go max for, <laughs> um, up in my up in my yard this is another place I went to like m- a month into the pandemic and we were going to go to another place we're going to talk about and they're like oh we closed it off because of COVID restrictions we're like well let's just go to Idlewild instead we so <laughs> went to Idlewild and it was very nice and I don't, I didn't I know you didn't do research that's their motto let's just go to Idlewild instead <laughs> big bears closed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's talk about yeah where are you take let's take let's please. go down I'm the mountain, so now. Let's take go down me somewhere mountain and talk about Palm Springs. Date Shake City. Oh, Greg. That's close to two hours away. You want to take the 10 East and then to California 111. Easily doable and worth it. Hope Springs Eternal,
1: but Palm Springs are thermal. (laughs) So thermal that the Cahuilla Nation people who lived in what is now Palm Springs way back since 2000 years ago called it Pal Sequi, meaning boiling water because of the natural hot springs. springs. The area is pretty secluded, so they didn't have much contact with Whitey for a while. But the Spanish who did make their way over there called it La Palma De la mano de Dios, meaning the palm of God's hand.
0: And they were eaten by the Camazon dinosaurs. People don't know that. We don't yeah, talk about it enough. They were eaten by the Camazon dinosaurs.
1: And then the Mexicans came and slayed those dinosaurs and stuffed them. And, and that's stuffed it. them with metal. <laughs> it's like the alligator and hook <laughs> that you can still hear Gaspar de Portola's pocket watch clicking inside of it.
0: What's the alligator's name? Well, you said know it. Uh, the gallows? Yeah, it's the gallows. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Let's just go past it.
1: They called it the palm of God's hand, I guess, in reference to California fan palm which are native to that area. It got noticed by Mexico when Spain left in December 1823 when Jose Maria Estudio and Jose Romero were sent to find a new route from Sonora to Alta, California, and they too fell in love with the hot springs there. Uh, then when Mexico left, it was the U.S.'s turn to discover the area and map its hot springs. They, of course, were the ones- What's one- this
0: flag doing here? Look <laughs> these
1: dinosaurs. Why is it this dinosaur is ticking? It's got a big hook in its mouth. Uh, they, of course, were the ones, the Americans who saw the palms and the springs and thought, Eureka, Let's Let's call it.
0: Eureka. (laughs) The first permanent white resident was Jack Summers. I love it when you could track the first white resident of somewhere. It's a lot of fun. (laughs) Pirate Jack. White Jack (laughs) Summers. He moved there in
1: 1862 to run the stagecoach that passed through from Prescott, Arizona to LA but by the mid-1870s, half this land was taken over by the Southern Pacific Railroad Mm. and in 1876 the 31,128 acre Agua Caliente Reservation was set up but it wasn't even a connected area because there were patches of like the railroad needs this. So like you get this
0: land and then
1: you don't get this, but you get this.
0: You get that patch over there, but you can't cross over to it. Yeah. Because we own that.
1: Don't put pennies on the train track either. (laughs) So it was kind of patchwork, which is interesting because that means that still to this day, a lot of downtown Palm Springs is still reservation land owned by the Agua Caliente band of Cahuilla Indians Mm -hmm, that they are leasing out to these people who live or own businesses on it, which is why the Cahuilla are one of the richest nations in America because they own Palm Springs. No affiliation with Morongo, mind you, the casino oh, right. where we had my bachelor dinner. Bachelor dinner. And, uh, and, we, ate my and we ate like bachelors. <laughs> uh, ramen noodles that weren't even cooked.
0: Nobody's impressed when I tell them that we we were there. Two people, we don't know if they were on a date or not, but there was one woman who had a plate and the, on the plate was a pile of crab legs, like yeah. a tall pile. Yeah. And the guy would just look tired and she was just like <laughs> wolfing them down. It was a Renaissance painting. It was beautiful, the thing to see from afar. So now the part where LA can really lay yes. claim
1: to Palm Springs. Springs. The first brush with Hollywood was in 1915 when the movie Pier Gint was filmed there starring absolutely nobody I've ever heard of. (laughs) They also filmed The Sheik there and slowly Ah. word got out about this area that was far away from Hollywood, but not too far away. And Las Vegas didn't exist yet. And so in the 1920s and 30s, it started to become a weekend getaway location for Hollywood celebrities. The most important appeal, though, of Palm Springs was that back in L.A., if you were a celebrity, people like Hedda Hopper are watching Mm -hmm. every single movie you make, scribbling down. what what sexual deviancy is he up to now (laughs) you won't believe when he got a boner (laughs) Shut
0: up! Eva Gardner comes from... Yeah. Shut
1: up! Guess who got a chubby when they saw a billboard for the sheep? Shut up! So they couldn't do that if you were in Palm Springs. So celebrities who wanted to have an affair or just be openly gay yeah. could go to Palm Springs and nobody would rat them out. So it was described as being like the original Sin City. Oh, okay. This kind of do-what-you-want attitude is why it's still a big gay destination today. Right. Like, there's a very strong gay culture. Mm-hmm. Then from there, celebrities started building homes that they could Run to whenever they wanted to get away. Clara Bow, Douglas Fairbanks, Anne Mary Pickford, Lillian Gish, John Barrymore, Bing Crosby, Jimmy Durante, John Wayne, Spencer Tracy, Errol Flynn, Frank Sinatra, Bob Hope, who went on to be the honorary mayor, Sonny Bono, who went on to be the real mayor, Dean Martin, Lucille Ball, Kirk Douglas, Cary Grant, Jack Benny, Sammy Davis Jr. All these people owned houses there. A lot of them spending time at the Racket Club that opened in 1934. Gene Autry brought the Angels there every year for exhibition games. By the 1950s, it was almost Overrun with celebrities and also movies being filmed, and today they still have the nation's highest concentration of
0: mid-century modern architecture because of all these mid-mod. Yeah, because of
1: all these celebrities, it's Charles Phoenix's
0: like dreamland. (laughs) Charles Phoenix should be the official mayor of it now. He should be the mayor of Palm Springs. How do we start? How do we do that?
1: As long as we don't vote for Caruso (laughs) or Mayor Max, that tyrant doesn't even believe in getting fixed. Write in on your ballot, Charles Phoenix. Parentheses in Palm Springs yeah
0: for another city that we're not even close to I remember reading doing research about In-N-Out the original In-N-Out in Baldwin Hills and the reason it was starting to become very popular with movie stars is because it was on the way to Palm Springs right so down right to the
1: all this having an affair and being <laughs> gay is making me so hungry
0: I better go to a, a place that only has two things on the menu
1: <laughs> you mentioned the date shakes yeah we had a date shake oh I just remembered a story I want to tell
0: from there do you have that written <laughs> I have and a list of things you could do that Daniel tried to eat lotion I did it <laughs> okay There's a candy store next door. Okay. We were coming back from Arizona where we did a comedy show. Yes. And you, when we passed it originally, we're like, we're going to go there for day shakes. Yeah. And then we're coming back and we kind of had a a schedule, I think.
1: Yeah. Well, I was there. So yeah, there There must have been a schedule of
0: some sort. But you're like, we've got to stop and get a day shake. So we went and then we were walking around the main drag, which is Palm Canyon Drive, which is the main drag through Palm Springs. And I'll let you finish that story.
1: Okay. So there's a candy store right next door to like a beauty salon yeah. and both doors are wide open and a lady is standing out front in between the two with a tray (laughs) with things with little cups in it that look delicious and we both walk by and pick it up and I am inches away from devouring what I then saw someone rubbing on their hands and I like ran to you like Greg don't eat it it's hand lotion as I'm
0: putting it on my hands, you're like Greg don't eat it
1: who does that? <laughs> Who stands in front of a candy store handing out lotion? Like, what do you think I'm going to do? What this... did you
0: think that it was, though? I didn't... Candy! <laughs> I didn't care Wait, what... what kind... It Liquid... was free
1: candy is what I thought like, oh, this is like really liquidy taffy. Oh.
0: I'll try that. Oh, it's called... It's fruity frosting. It's fruity. It's frosting. It must be fruity frosting. <laughs> it's aloe-scented frosting. <laughs> and it's making me a little bit blind in my left eye. <laughs> I still regret
1: that I didn't actually eat it, but that I realized too soon because that would have been... A, a show-stopping story if i had a, eaten that a lotion.
0: sacrifice for comedy <laughs> and it would have been a definitive daniel story like it would have been in the pantheon of daniel stories that i that you ate hand lotion cuz it was they were standing in front of a candy store when they gave it to This you. is not on me. You were so trappable. It's <laughs> so easy to trap you. you. Do do that. <laughs>
1: I mean like beauty products already look delicious you don't stand in front of a candy store and like try
0: this new hair cream and when I get Charles Phoenix in the seat of the mayor he's gonna demand that they don't stand in front of candy stores and hand out hand lotion at least one business between candy
1: stores and beauty salons
0: <laughs> clear signage in front of like beauty salon that this is not candy that I'm serving every
1: free sample will be announced as being edible or not yeah date shakes are a big thing there yeah. the date shake we got there but Hadley's which is nearby Ooh, right. and the dinosaurs is yes. very, very good. Yeah, at least it was um, good. The Palm Spring also has the walk of stars yes, on, it, right, on that yeah. street.
0: Dwight which, D. Eisenhower, uh, Truman Capote, Arnold Palmer, Elizabeth Taylor, Marilyn Monroe are just amongst the many. W- one names. time I was
1: walking down that road, looked to my left at a patty, a restaurant, oh, someone me. eating there, <laughs> pulled down uh, uh, Malcolm McDowell monthly, and guess who's there? <laughs> Dog the bounty hunter oh, was wow! Was eating there. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. What a pl- give that man a,
0: his star. What a what a weird place to find him. I know. And then he found I, me. I, I tracked you down. <laughs> sort of
1: bitch I um, down there's also a, I believe a shag
0: store yeah which th- is th- very cool there's a lot of mid-mod stores there they
1: had the international film festival in January right. Coachella's not far if you're into that which I most certainly not a lot of people eating hand lotion there <laughs> celebrity home tours and mid-century home tours are something I would, oh, love, I would to love to do oh I would love to do that yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely be, we,
0: should, be, we should do that we should go have an affair in Palm Springs <laughs> we should do something that, that. both are significant I just would love to do it but just do it just me and you we can eat all the lotion we want correct no one's going to stop us. Who's going to stop us? <laughs> not me. Uh, Palm Springs also has a zoo, the Living Desert Zoo and oh, Gardens. Yeah, I hear that's really cool. Yeah, me too. And there's the Mortine Botanical Gardens as well. There's the Aerial Tramway, which you can do. I'm not going to get on that <laughs> thing. Lots of museums. There's the Air Museum, the Sunland Center and Gardens, Palm Springs Art Museum. There's lots of places to hike as well because the Mount San Jacinto State Park is nearby. Everything's stylish and cool. It is really modern. cool. It's very,
1: like I said, it's very Charles Phoenix. So yeah. Like if you're into his style, like this is, it's like a piece of Palm Springs broke off That's and became right. Charles Phoenix.
0: They also have a new car show, motorcycle show called the Paradise Road Show down there that I really want to go to. But I think one of these years I'm finally going to go to the Paradise <laughs> you know Road what? Show. I'm just going to eat some lotion and just <laughs> head, <laughs> head on, on over. There.
1: So where where are you taking me Let's, now?
0: You know we're in this area now. Why don't we hop over to Joshua Tree, which is about 30 minutes away from Palm Springs, two and a half hours away from us. You want to take from us the 10 East, the 62 East, 29 Palms Highway, where we were staying for. Your or very close to for your bachelor party. Got we, were in,
1: we were in Joshua Tree, yeah. but going there, you were like. We're going to Palm Springs, yeah. and then we like made a left when you should have been making a right yeah. if you're going to Palm Springs. And we're like, you're like, I guess it's outer Palm Springs. Like as we're passing a sign that says like Welcome to Joshua Tree, you're you like, now leaving Palm. You Springs. are definitely not in Palm Springs. You're like, I think it's North
0: Palm Springs. The, the description on uh, Airbnb said like a walk away from Palm Springs. Uh, yeah. You're in a the, parched walk that you'll end up. You'll be found seven <laughs> days later in Mexico. To Palm we're Springs, so far away from Palm Springs, but a very nice area though. And we were we were close enough to go stargazing and then return safely. We'll talk about that in a okay. second. Joshua
1: Tree, a place named after the name of most of the people who would spend time nah. there. As my girlfriend calls it, Apple Valley South. <laughs> people have lived there for over 5,000 years amongst the Yucca Brevifolia or Yucca Palms, or supposedly as the Mormon people who passed through there in the mid-1800s, who thought they looked like Joshua from the Bible, raising his hands to the sky in prayer, called them Joshua Trees. Although in reality, it seems the name Joshua Tree didn't really catch on until much later, so nice try yeah. Mormons.
0: I'm going to keep calling it 29 palms, which also <laughs> it's
1: not. <laughs> I'm going to keep calling them Yucca brevifolia, <laughs> like God intended, like our Latin God intended. <laughs> but here's LA's claim to Joshua Tree. In the early 1900s, there was a socialite named Minerva Hoyt from, you guessed it, South Pasadena, whose baby died, so she started going out to Joshua Tree to, for solace, and she was in love with the place, and she also loved to garden, but what she didn't love was how people treated Joshua Tree. Many people dug the them up to replant them in their gardens in LA. Some people just burned them at night as like signposts of like, you're almost home. Then in the late 1920s, when paved roads came to the area, the land started getting developed and the Joshua trees were being destroyed, so Hoyt started campaigning to protect the land. In 1930, she founded the International Deserts Conservation League and toured cactuses around the United States to raise awareness. After some 20 years of lobbying in 1936, she got FDR to declare 825,000 acres of the area as Joshua Tree National Monument. The only reason it wasn't named after her is because National Monuments, I guess, weren't allowed to be named after people. So it would have been like Minerva Hoyt tree yeah. farm. Please don't burn us. Yeah. The nineteen fifties brought a ton of sci fi and western movies mm-hmm. being filmed there, like you know, every like is them the film
0: there. I, yeah, I, I yeah, think it I is. Do,
1: and then the what's the one that it came from outer space? Oh, like you right. see the Joshua trees and all these things, and you do burn them when, <laughs> the six, aliens in movies can burn them. now. <laughs> it's a weird if it's for loophole. Hollywood. Yeah. One, yeah. The sixties and seventies brought all the LA artists and musicians, and of course all the LA drugs you could imagine. Yeah. The Eagles, Jim Moore which is a drug of its own donovan ed rusha noah purifoy of course on september 19th 1973 graham parsons overdosed in the joshua tree inn his roadie phil kaufman as were graham parsons wishes stole his body from lax and brought it back to joshua tree and burned it uh, well you can do that you can burn <laughs> all the totally Graham parsons
0: <laughs> this place my is- favorite part of the is a graham parsons <laughs> Graham Cracker. G- Graham Nash. Hershey's.
1: Marshmallow. <laughs> the place is also a UFO hub. Oh, yeah. In the 60s, an aerospace engineer named George Van Tassel said he was abducted by Venusians who taught him how to extend cell life. So to do so, he built the Integraton out there with the help of funding from Howard Hughes, by the way, <laughs> which is an acoustically perfect dome where they claim they can heal your cells through sound baths. So you just like lie there and they make sounds and you're healed. Okay. In 1994, Diane Feinstein got it officially made National Park. Today it is 792,623 acres, which is bigger than Rhode Island, holding 813 plant species, 46 reptile, 57 mammal, 250 bird, and 700
0: archaeological sites in Joshua Tree. It's crazy long. It looked like an hour to drive through.
1: Well, there's so many stories you hear of like they went hiking in Joshua Tree. Like I was joking before, like, and they showed up in Mexico like a month later. (laughs) I don't know how, but they did. But yeah, there's such good stargazing there because it's so dark. As long as you don't Don't look at your cell phone. Do do not make me sit through this lecture again. (laughs)
0: Your eyes (laughs) have to
1: dilate. As long as you don't
0: look at light (laughs) and your eyes dilate, you could see the Milky Way. And that's all I wanted was to see the Milky Way. I remember thinking, because you guys were looking up and I I was just looking, there's like a little bit of light and like, I could just walk.
1: You'd walk to Mexico Palm Springs is right there
0: <laughs> I went with my two friends from high school John and our friend Endrick and we went I want to say like oh god this must have been 15 years ago with no drugs a little bit of alcohol in us revved up to like <laughs> climb every rock formation and we were so high up in the air and we're, <clears throat> you would have to like jump over like a gap in between the rocks where it's like a 50 foot drop god, and you and you would have been one of those stories I would have been a story and there's so many times where we were like I don't know if I you could, can we, You we can were like like staring like, at, at a spot you have to jump to and like if I don't make it like you have to you have to make it to tell my family that I died jumping almost it's
1: like a playground that shouldn't be oh, so like yeah. you can, can
0: kind of go anywhere and you really shouldn't you shouldn't <laughs> and and I kept thinking like nobody stopped me from doing that and then I went there last year with Ada we were driving through and I was looking at the rock formation and was like what the hell <laughs> was 20 20- two-year-old Greg made out of
1: <laughs> was 12-year-old Greg made out <laughs> of the Joshua trees themselves are also really yeah, interesting they're beautiful. yeah they're in the town there's like there's a ton of Airbnbs mm-hmm. they might claim if you're in if it says Palm Springs it's probably Joshua yeah, tree yeah, yeah. there's lots of art there yeah there in is. the town Pioneer Town is not too
0: far oh, yeah. away and an old, uh, and Harriet's is a great venue for which is I think Paul Pioneer McCartney town. played there in recent history yeah. Channel were uh, in, just in the there. last <laughs>
1: 60 years there's not a lot of restaurants in Joshua Tree Peppy Harriet's is a restaurant but uh, that's in like in oh, yeah, Joshua Tree. In that main area, there's not a lot. Not- and also, be careful when you drink because the elevation and the dryness, like you will get messed up. Right, right, no, right, right Not right. that I would know, but I may or may not have been with somebody who did not feel well on the drive home. Who, <laughs> uh, uh, Melissa? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> this was not from the bachelor oh, party. Oh,
0: yeah, all right Sorry, that was Melissa. That was totally no, me. there were
1: too many, too many whores for <laughs> Melissa to be at the bachelor party.
0: All those women just lying around. <laughs> it's kind of annoying. Of like, let's go to do drugs, Joshua. Yeah. But like, it's a really cool place. It is very and, cool. and I would love to. To go to the integraton <laughs> yeah me too and, and then go to uh, a nice bamboo covered bar in uh palm springs <laughs> call it a weekend uh, and our cells are healed <laughs> a
1: little bit of lotion for the road
0: <laughs> starving do you have any hand lotion <laughs> try next door <laughs> let's start i think we did them all there's we've one got that, a, we've got a couple more one i want to sneak in that you didn't i you also didn't do oh
1: god i gotta come up with another i just Vimmer. want to bring
0: up a day trip with julian california down by uh, san diego famous for the pies it was an excellent place to find myself after your wedding uh half of what I say is meaningless, but
1: I say it just to reach you, Julian. <laughs> um, much like Solvang where you can go bakery hopping for Danishes, go pie hopping, pie hopping in Julian. It is renowned for their pies and
0: they are delicious. They are delicious. It's a small little rural town. Very small. Uh, very very small. small. They have a little uh, like Old West Museum, like historical museum yeah. where you have like a wagon and a bunch of old guns and, and talk knives. About the
1: pies. Talk about the pies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we went to one place. I forget what it was. But it, like moms? It doesn't matter. Yeah, maybe moms, yeah. But like line out the door. But it was so good and so worth but it but there's like two or
1: three shops and yeah it's it's like there are times where i can like Maybe I'll drive there, like just yeah. for the day, to go get a pie. I'll
0: listen to a couple podcasts. I'll get a pie. Let's <laughs> yeah.
1: Put some lotion and yeah. a bottle
0: for me. <laughs> so let's start heading back home. Yeah. Let's stop in Anaheim, California. Boo, but okay. To Disneyland and California Adventure. So technically, it says on the maps that it's thirty minutes away, but going to Disneyland, <laughs> it's about thirty minutes away from, from the border of Los Angeles and Anaheim. Uh, so five south from LA, you want to get off a of Disneyland drive, obviously, and to get in, it's a small. It's the price of a small private jet. But if you love Americana. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) you you gotta go. The
1: happiest place on earth. More like you're happy to be on our turf. (laughs) Obviously, Disneyland would not
0: exist without LA. Most of the original park was built in Glendale where the Grand Central Terminal- um, And they like transported it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was built in Glendale. Oh My God, um, you're making me question my all my. Research. If you see the imaginary documentary on Disney Plus, it's fantastic. But you see them driving on so like the five. You would have been like driving on the five and see the pirates and, and the Pirates of Caribbean <laughs> on the bed of a truck. Yeah, the
1: guy is still chasing the woman. No, <laughs> no, the lady with the, the pin. Or which way does it go? Who chases who? The lady with the rolling pin chases a pirate, or the pirate chases the lady?
0: The pirate chases the pretty ladies. The lady with the rolling pin chases the pirates. If I remember the way, it, and it, woman inherits the earth. I love the story of the original park being built.
1: There could be. There are there could be a book about the history of Disneyland, but in very, very brief, uh, in a previous episode, we talked about the potential locations in LA they were considering for yeah, Disneyland. Nice. This little plot in Anaheim was chosen, and in 1953, Walt Disney bought 160 acres of orange groves and immediately ran out of money and had to <laughs> cut a deal with ABC to start a TV show in 1954 to cover the costs and hype up the park to get construction started on what was originally going to be called the Mickey Mouse Park or Disneylandia. July 17th, 1955, the park had their press opening with over 28,000 people attending, most of whom were not invited and had <laughs> counterfeit tickets or were just hopping the fence, yeah. which you will get shot for these days. Uh, <laughs> goofy with a uh, rifle. Or shoot shoot up, you. Nat- with Naturally, Disney's professional sniper. <laughs> this was broadcast on ABC to 90 million viewers, which was the largest TV audience ever at the time. Ronald Reagan was there. Frank Sinatra and Debbie Reynolds were supposed to be, but got stuck in the traffic of people trying to get there. Yeah. But the grand public opening was the next day and was famously hilarious. Tickets cost the dollar and they offered 18 rides. Now for the bad things that happened, it was 101 degrees. Mm -hmm. There was a plumber strike so they had to choose between working toilets or working drinking fountains. They chose toilets so they ended up running out of food and drink. The Mark Twain riverboat was so full that it almost capsized (laughs) and a gas leak forced three of the five lands to close for a few hours, referred to as Walt's Folly and Black Sunday. But within seven weeks, a million people had visited and after a year, over five million and now I can't afford to ever go there. I
0: cannot ever go there It's insane, but boy, is it fun. I love it so much. But I love boy, it with all of my heart. But when you can get free tickets, is and it I, fun? I, it's expensive. The corporation is a monster conglomerate that's eating the planet. Um, the man who created it uh, was an, an anti-Semi color. who worked with Lenny Riefenstahl. Hated unions. Hated his employees. I know all of this. Hated mice. Hated mice. I know all of these things. Still love Disneyland. Still have a lot of respect for Walt Disney. (laughs) And I hate it. I hate that that's in me. But uh, California Adventure is fantastic. I've really grown to love it. I really do love it now. Cars Land or whatever is really fantastic. Soaring is fantastic. And I've grown a new love. Maybe my new favorite bar. Trader Sam's is quintessential tiki bar. Uh,
1: it, it's not the same since Whoopi Goldberg hasn't
0: been there. You, know, you have one reference California. and you're just like, yeah, because when your I went there,
1: everything was closed except that. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved it. Um, I love it. I mean, we could talk for years about Disneyland, but you and I have different strategies on yeah. Disneyland because your dream of the perfect day at Disneyland is sitting on that porch on Main
0: Street and just watching people all, all day. day. I get there, I want to ride every single thing. Oh, you do. And you, you strategy like you do with everything. <laughs> I, this is my schedule for the day. <laughs> You're standing in line too long for this hot dog. We got to go. Make it a corn dog and we can and you can eat today. The only thing that threw a wrench in
1: my plans the last time I was there and I can't ever see going there again was when we got to Splash Mountain and we waited forever and we're going up. We're going up to the final oh drop. Oh my God, and, yeah. And I was so scared because like- Peak fear. Peak fear because I forgot how scary those drops are. Even the smaller ones at the beginning, like after the first one, which was nothing, it I was like, "I you, don't yeah. think this is a good idea." And we're going up to the final drop, and it's the scariest music.
0: And you, it's scary music. You see the light at the end of the tunnel, and you don't want to hit it. Uh, yeah. And the you're angle you're at, the slope you're at, you cannot imagine having to drop that.
1: And I'm, and you're pushed backwards. Yeah. And then the ride stops, and I'm stuck on it for like 35 minutes with that horrific music playing until they finally make us climb out and walk down wow. Splash Mountain. It's a good get. Not <laughs> everyone
0: gets that experience. You got it. But it
1: ruined my schedule.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing always is going, when everyone's watching either the light parade or the fireworks, running around, scurrying to try to get on the, all the rides in New Orleans Square while everyone's That's distracted. That's a good strategy, that but that favorite. light
1: show, the fireworks and the light show are so good. They though. are. They like are the, are very the, good. the light parade and all, like yeah.
0: it's so great. You so, know I love a parade. I you do love a parade. You're a parade boy. That's part of my schedule. I love just running to get onto Pirates of the Caribbean with no line and Haunted Mansion <laughs> with no line. I'll say real quick what I really miss was Adventureland used to have like a barbecue restaurant right in the middle. It was fantastic. It was, the food that was so good. That wasn't the Country Bear Jamboree? It might have been an associated restaurant, but it was closer to like North of Mark Twain. Yeah, stuff? North of Mark Twain by um, Big Thunder Mountain. Yeah, I loved that. Yeah. That was a really good place. And I remember, it's not there anymore and really, it makes me really sad. Uh, I remember hearing, we went from my mom's company. They had like a Disney Park employee day. They were required to in the middle of the day go to the, the lunch for the company and JFK Jr. went
1: missing that day. <laughs> oh God. I thought you were going to say he was
0: there. So everybody the whole day because you don't have we didn't have the internet. It was whatever in whatever. And what your it. first thought quick everyone's distracted by JFK Jr. Let's go on Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I keep thinking like I'm a, I was all the a, a presidents not so fun today. How old were you when you found out that Kennedy was assassinated. He got shot in the head and his brother also got shot. I don't know. Pretty
1: I, young. I mean it must have been school like middle okay. school or something. I wasn't like, well, you're three now, Daniel. Uh, you, if you heard of Dealey Plaza, get-
0: <laughs> Lee Harvey, all's old in the window, right? That's what, it, whenever I think about that restaurant, that's gone and how much I miss it. The trigger memory of <laughs> much like, like JFK Jr. I miss it. Just like I miss JFK Jr. Who is going to come back and help Trump win again. We've all heard that. He's going to go to Dealey Plaza to do it. Um, we got one more thing on our list. We've
1: got one final destination for this wild road trip that took us from Redwood National <laughs> Forest
0: all the way to this place. <laughs> the humblest place on earth. Knott's Berry Farm in Buena Park, California. You want to take the five from us, take the five south to Beach Boulevard, which on the map says it's the 39 south, 30 minutes away from us. Tell us about Knott's Berry Farm.
1: Knott's Berry Farm, the humblest place on
0: earth. <laughs> a place that I still don't
1: get why they made the peanuts their mascot when they should have just made it Don Knott's. <laughs> like different incredible Mr. Limpet, the ghost and Mr. Chicken. They, they should have been different not too <laughs> The knot in question was Walter Knott, who was born in 1889 in San Bernardino, but once his dad sold the Orange Grove he owned in Laverne, Laverne, Laverne. the family moved to Pomona in 1900 where Walter Knott was raised in Los Angeles Mm -hmm. Pomona. So you're welcome, Buena Park. He met his wife Cordelia at Pomona High School and loved agriculture as a boy. So after he graduated, he and his sweetheart Cordelia moved to the Imperial Valley and then the Coachella Valley to try his hand at agriculture, but in 1910 moved back to Pomona to start a family before they moved again in 1914 to Newberry Springs and then Calico. They
0: moved to Calico? He he was working in Calico for a little bit. You had to be a ghost if you wanted to live there.
1: (laughs) After that, he actually moved to San Luis Obispo. So now it's December 1920 and Walter gets a tip from his cousin Jim Preston that there's an old berry farm for sale kind of near home for them in Buena Park. And all you had to say was farm. And Walter (laughs) packed up (laughs) once again and moved to Buena Park. It was a dream come true until a frost wiped out their entire crop in the first year. Nevertheless, they kept farming berries. In 1923, they built a roadside stand to sell them, and in 1928 had enough money to build a permanent berry market along the road, selling berries and jellies, and to this they added a plant nursery, and then Cordelia opened a tea room where she sold sandwiches and pies, and this whole complex became known as Not's Berry Place. (laughs) Very close. But then the big thing happened. In 1932, Not found out about a guy named Rudolph Boysen, Mm -hmm. who was cultivating a new type of berry. Is
0: that why it's Called Boysenberry? It, it's your cousin, boys berry. <laughs> it's your cousin, girls and berry. Go ahead, finish that. Sorry, I interrupted with the... Uh, the obligatory Back to the Future reference. Yeah.
1: You might not like it, but your kids are going to love this. <laughs> it's jelly. So, Rudolph Boysen, it was a cross between a black... This crazy berry he was making. Cross between a blackberry, a raspberry, and a Loganberry. Boysen had given up on them, but he gave not a clipping, and he took that back to his farm and grew them bountifully. And in honor of the German-ass guy he got them from... <laughs> He named them boysenberries. That's beautiful. And by 1934, it was their top-selling jelly. So this is one of the three pieces of the Triforce of Knott's Berry Farm, the boysenberry jelly. We've got that. Then the Depression hit. In 1934, to cope with their losses, one night Cordelia decided to fry up some chicken for dinner in the tea house, and it was so good that word started to spread about it, and other people came asking for her fried chicken. (laughs) Then more and more people started coming. They started coming for the fried chicken, which is really what saved them from ruin during the Depression. Fried chicken. So that's the second piece. But the chicken was too popular.
0: (laughs) It's the Disneyland. The Disneyland
1: of Knott's Berry Farmers fried chicken. The fried chicken almost capsized (laughs) because there were so many people trying to eat it at once. The wait was sometimes three hours for her fried chicken. So in 1939, to help people kill time, they built a gift shop. Then to further help people pass the time, Walter started to put in attractions outside the gift shop, like music boxes or a rock garden or a beehive. And he recreated some historic scenes, just any random thing that he thought was cool, to kill the time. Then in 1940 came the big attraction, the main street of an old west town, and the final piece of the Triforce was in. In 1947, he renamed all these attractions, this whole area, as Knott's Berry Farm, and an amusement park was born. The famous Birdcage Theater came in 1954, where Steve Martin performed. The Calico Mine Ride came in 1960, and they started doing Halloween events in 1973, and then came the Peanuts Gang in the early 80s. Uh, I haven't been there in a really long time, but it it sounds... Everything I hear about it sounds like so much
0: fun. Yeah, yeah. It it in my it's frozen in my head as being one of the best places I've ever went to as a kid. It sounds like fried chicken,
1: jelly, and roller coasters and an old West Town yeah. and the Peanuts gang is there. <laughs> like it, this is heaven. Like why are Did not someone read my diary? <laughs>
0: but yeah, it's and it also gets kind of a bad rap. Like yeah, we it call does. it the humblest. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's very humble though. Um not scary farm is one of my favorite of the Too um, scared to go. But I think I'm ready soon. I haven't gotten in really long time but I've compared all the other like Halloween maze at theme parks to that one and right. that's still always my favorite uh,
1: it's supposed to be like the most sort of intense maybe yeah. and the um, because there's jelly they've got so much red <laughs> jelly they gotta use it.
0: and the sign shop the theme park sign shop them and Disneyland both have renowned sign like hand-painted sign people there this just brought up a bad memory for me because in- I killed
1: the man who was, <laughs> sign, who was a sign painter his name was Greg <laughs> uh, jelly everywhere but and also be careful of the samples of jelly it might be hand lotion because we went there for summer camp one day, uh-huh. and I was too afraid to go on the roller coasters. And it was part of it was one of those things of like, oh, now the camp counselor has uh, to stay with Daniel because he's too afraid. And then I was in the gift shop later, and this guy, the the camp counselor who had to stay with me, had like one of those. Boy, this is a sad memory, but you know those like shark thing really it's mm-hmm. like a shark head on a log thing. Yeah, you're love You're about. You were loving this. I could see that you're eating up the no, imminent pain. I'm about. No, to lay I'm on not.
0: You. I'm sweating. 'Cause I'm like, I know, I know exactly. I feel you so the vulnerability is now contagious. <laughs> so he was he had one of
1: those and he saw that I was from the camp because I guess I was wearing one of the camp and he like put it on my wrist, uh-huh. like as a joke, and then he saw it was me and he was like, Oh, never mind. <laughs>
0: Oh, you don't like to have fun. I'm sorry. You don't like any fun whatsoever. Was that too scary too loud for, you? for you? Right now, am I talking to my? I'm not trying to fight you. I'm just talking like a regular person would talk. To you.
1: That's sad. That is a very sad that's very memory. Sad. And I'd like to erase that from my mind and have better memories there someday. But look, hey, that's the end of our road trip. We saw all of the day trips away from Los Angeles, <laughs> even the ones
0: you couldn't make in a day.
1: Before we head out here, we've got a listener question. From okay. this is from Chris. Myers, hi Chris. His question: What's your best slash worst LA freeway experience? Let's start with the worst, okay? Because <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of those.
0: First, yeah, I mean, a lot of the worst ones is just like I was in traffic for way too long.
1: But how bad is the traffic? Because I got one. I had to take Melissa to the Burbank airport, and it was like five six a.m. that I had to take her, and the traffic was so bad to get on the freeway. There were people leaving... Out of the entrance ramp. Wow! Not even backing up, like hood first. Yeah, they oof. were going. They was so bad, and it was like because it was still like I was barely awake. Yeah, it was five in the morning, so it was pitch black, and people are coming out the wrong way, which Ugh. was so upsetting. And all these like red tail lights. And it was it was horrific. Like it was apocalyptic.
0: Anything near an airport, but no, near, this wasn't near the airport. Oh, this where? was
1: in like Granada Hills. I was getting on the one eighteen. Oh it was backed up that far. Oh my god! It was horrible. It was. Th- Worst traffic I've ever seen in my life. And there was also one time on the 170, there was a garbage truck on fire and I was four lanes away (laughs) and I could feel the heat
0: on my face. That's that's the worst, like (laughs) hottest day of the summer. You're trying to go to the beach and there's just like every car, every inch of the freeway, every angle of it, the streets above me that were trying to get on the freeway, the on-ramp, the exits, like everything was so packed. Because like at the end of the freeway, when you hit the end of the continent, everything converges to the PCH and it becomes like a one lane for a long time. So experiences like that, like anything near the beach, when five lanes become two lanes, it gets insane. Those are some of my worst experiences are that. Do you have a best experience? Because I have one that I kind of came up with. Go, You go first. I'm trying to think.
1: The, the best, I mean, there's so few good experiences yeah. on a freeway, but there was one time it was the Fourth of July, and I was driving. I was on the four hundred five south, and just going through the valley. And there were fireworks literally oh, on yeah. both sides of the freeway, like going over the road while I was driving. It was like driving through a kaleidoscope. That was, pretty, <laughs> I was the, maybe the best experience I've had on a freeway.
0: Those are nice, yeah. If you drive the seven hundred and ten, you, you have all the little neighborhoods that you're sitting above, and all the fireworks are going to your left and right. It's really nice. Yeah, I I wouldn't say I have a best freeway experience but I have you know anytime it's a holiday and everyone in LA goes home and you know Christmas or Thanksgiving and the freeways that are usually insane or just like a nice coastal drive best freeway experience yet to happen <laughs> <laughs> we took the PCH like all the way up to Oxnard one time that was a really nice drive I had only done that one time in my life and that was nice
1: so that's uh, there's some road trips some day trips you can
0: take so summer's coming go ahead if it's safe and you feel comfortable go ahead and take a day trip see where you end and up and
1: listen to us all the way, all way and maybe you'll have a good freeway experience maybe you will probably a bad one though probably (laughs) your worst one is coming but if you don't have a worst one it's coming it's coming but a best one may not be so uh enjoy june we'll be coming at you with a music episode soon we actually have a very special surprise that should be coming out later this month that you'll be hearing about soon but uh we'll let you we'll keep you titillating (laughs) on that you little freaks so uh we'll see you then uh, for everything in june and don't forget to vote so that's been yet another episode of la meekly eaten
0: hand lotion since 2013 that it was not on me that was totally that person what could it have been it was it was liquid candy right? <laughs> candy candy cream <laughs>